New Orleans and Green Bay. We just had a. Um, I love it. I love it. We we just had a game where there was a lot of scoring. <laughs> this game was 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 lopsided for a little bit and not a lot of and and I. I picked the Packers early in the week, like I threw them in a, a parlay, and I always got to check the injury report. Because, oh, buddy, not good. I didn't do that. Because, man, um, you know, like Watson's down, Bakhtiari, Jenkins. No good. Alexander's out. Campbell leaves early. So, like, the Packers, again, sloppy. Romeo you know, Dobbs, though, not sloppy. Dobbs, not sloppy. <laughs> Welcome to the Green Light Podcast. NFL Week 3, we are in the books. It's a recap. Chris, Kyle, Dr. Fax, all in studio to go through the biggest storylines from the third week of the NFL season. It was a record-setting day down in Miami. The Dolphins beat the brakes off the Broncos. We go through that game. We also talk Josh Allen, the nation's capital. And is Sam Howell the answer for the Commanders? Do they go to Jacoby Brissett? The Chargers and the Vikings coming down to the end there. Justin Atlas Kirk. And is it tank time in Minnesota? Brandon Staley also bought himself another couple days. We watched the ugly New England win in New York. Zach Wilson, obviously not the answer. Also, Justin Fields had a tough day against the Chiefs with, I don't think there were any celebrities in that stadium uh, in Arrowhead. I, don't, I didn't remember seeing any any that were important, uh, you know, notable celebrities out there. So we talked through those storylines a whole heck of a lot more. We do our America's teams. We do our mentions. We go through it all. A big recap. So check it out. Enjoy it. Skip your favorite team. Maybe maybe listen to a new team that you don't normally check it out. And also remember, always check us out on YouTube. We're live with these Monday reaction shows, 10 a.m. to noon. Y'all enjoy. We didn't double down on that. I know you almost went back. I almost went black north face vest. It's almost flannel season too for those of you at home. You know, there's a there's a chill in the air. I love it. It's football weather. And we are getting to the point of the season where you, you start to figure out some things about teams. I don't think we're all the way there yet. If you look back at every year, week three, I'm sure you're gonna see a lot of results that at the end of the season you were scratching your head about. But I think certain teams are showing us who they are a little bit more than others. We'll talk about all that today. Jam-packed week three slate. It wasn't the best slate. Uh, there were some blowouts. I mean, Kyle, we're gonna. There were get... some games that were lopsided that ended up being yeah. fun to watch. Yeah, we're gonna we're <laughs> gonna get to that. How are you doing with the Bears? Uh, before we break them down, like in studio, do you, you don't watch in studio? Watch it on the way home. Yeah, so like I get out of the studio at twelve thirty, and I'm in the black SUV on the way to LaGuardia Airport, and I'm yeah. watching my YouTube TV. Yeah. Thank God yeah. uh, for all the games, but. Yeah, I mean, I, I got to wait a little bit to watch the Bears, yeah. which sucked. Uh, sometimes you just want to get it over. Better with. to know what you're you're going to expect than to watch. We it knew what was going to happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Didn't know how it was going to look or who All was right. going to be there. All right, so let's start off with America's teams. Uh, Kyle, do you want to go first? Yeah, I've got some America's teams here. Uh, number one, gotcha. the Oregon Ducks. And you know what? <laughs> I want to be very clear. I want to be crystal clear, especially with Nate in the studio. Yeah. <laughs> I like Dion. We love Dion. I love what Dion has done for college football. I love what Dion's done for 
for Colorado. They've turned into a football powerhouse college town, but they ain't a powerhouse team yet because they went and played the Oregon Ducks. And you know what? Sometimes when you go and you 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 play stupid games, you get you stupid win prizes. stupid prizes. And when you're a white safety <laughs> and you're playing the Oregon Ducks and you want to step on that O pregame and all your teammates around you are behaving, I saw yeah. that. Hats off to those gentlemen, and I hope you guys are. Yeah, there was some there was some sauntering across the O. I think, but there was no cleating. I think until the way they the white, got real excited the about guy. Nebraska, they would have gotten excited about the Ooh. same thing. It bothered me, and Nate and I had back and forth on Twitter. But America's team, he, the he, Oregon he, Ducks, he added To to he try to get you. He's like, oh, let me get <laughs> the one guy who who famously stepped on the logo. So and he maybe he'll gang up. Number one, on there is top. an issue with disrespecting. Logo number two, the Oregon Ducks are a superior team. Number three, I hope Dion stays at Colorado, and I'd like to see the second iteration, third iteration of that football of Dion. team. Well, that and more Dion's. Yeah, more Dion. Okay, but having said that, I just want to add my two cents. X or Twitter is a hellscape. <laughs> People have no critical thinking skills. It's uh, the Civil War. Saturday, I got yeah, pretty anything could be the Civil War on Twitter. Yeah. Um, like so. You know, there's nothing they can't argue about on that website. Anyway, Saturday, you knew this was coming. Vegas knew it was coming. They gave all those points, and and two to one, the tickets are on Colorado. So what do you think? Vegas is dumb? Mm. And the line kept climbing, and, you know, before you knew it, they were covering in the first half. But the Dan Lanning thing, okay, Uh, because I didn't tweet because – Nowadays, if I have a uh, you know an opinion that's going to be controversial on there, I just I just sit it out because mm-hmm. I don't need your fucking approval. And we've done People that before over on their cell phones. But Act One Twitter Saturday, <laughs> it's just a logo. Get over it. You're sensitive. Hmm. All right, that's, act, your, that's your thought. No, no, th- this was Act One. Okay, this okay, was okay, like okay. this was like noon to to one thirty. All right, or like eleven thirty to one thirty, and then Act Two was everything after, which is Dan Landing should go to jail. Because he said something that any other coach would have said. Any other coach. Any other coach would have said that. Now, you could say, hey, the cameras are in there. He's just doing it for clicks. But isn't that what we're doing? What like, was the favorite thing he said? You're of- trying to win a recruiting. I, well, he's like, they, well, the halftime was pretty spicy, which was like, I hope y'all been watching today. The like sideline halftime was like, I hope you guys keep watching. And I understand where he's coming from because you're trying to win recruiting battles. You're yep. trying to win in conference just the way, you know, and he's a new coach from Georgia, newer, and 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 I trying Kirby, to establish a culture. Kirby Smart is really rubbing off on the guy, and that's a good thing. He's nasty, but it didn't look like any of the players on Oregon had a problem with his comments on a macro level. I don't think there's anything big to be made about the comments. Dan Landing wanted to beat the the Colorado Buffaloes. He was tired of it. They came in and stomped on the O, and then they stomped on Colorado. And Dion continues to say all the right things. And so does his players. He was players. great. And so, so, does his players. so does his players. They know how to lose. That's the one thing I can respect. Shador yeah. came out and said, hey, those guys are supposed to do that. I do that. No and they won the game. So I they're supposed to Shador. take. I, I don't feel bad for them. I think they're all great players. And I yeah. think it's a trickle down that Dion, like, hey, we got our butts kicked and we got to move on. That's what happens. Yeah, like we're talking, but we know how to lose. And I think that's a that's setting a good president. And just like you're saying, it what it does, honestly, and I can see why these other coaches are mad. It's the recruiting battle yep. because, like, for a player, you're just like, you know what? I respect that. Like, they're not going to push back and say we did this wrong. No, we got our butts kicked. We got to keep going. And I think for parents and younger kids, that 
is kind of like a good look all around with a situation like as big he's as exemplified leadership in yeah. today's <clears throat> modern era where you know I'd like sometimes it's messy in the social media <laughs> age you have to get get in the mud a little bit i'd love to play for dion and and i'd love to coach for dion honestly if this podcast doesn't go well i hear he gets him in and out and i've mm. been looking at the zillow in boulder but but warren <laughs> they Sapp, obviously need an o-line oh. coach and a, and and a but, rush well, yeah you guys ready to move to to Boulder, I'm down. I'm, I'm not gonna it. lie. So, anyways, fuck it. I'm America's down. team number two, Kyle. Okay, America's team number two, Jim Schwartz defense, the yeah, Cleveland Browns yeah. defense. You know what America likes? Good hard nosed football. Yeah. And these freaking Cleveland Browns, they do it. Twenty. What is it? Uh, eleven carries, twenty yards. Yeah. Derrick Henry. Yeah. They stopped the bus. It was like the movie Speed, but they just. Disarm the bomb and stop the bus immediately. Yeah, there was no Sandra Bullock. <laughs> Sandra There's a guy Bullock. in an elevator shaft clicking a thing, and it's just not working. Like, is, is Ryan Tannehill Sandra Bullock? Uh, Hard to figure. I don't know. Okay, so so yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you there, and we'll talk about them in a little bit. But isn't it great that, you know, like on a map, we didn't – some people don't want to see Deshaun Watson be the guy that we're watching in prime time. Or, Talk or about another Super Civil War. You know, I mean, like, yeah, you know. Uh, and at some point, this team's going to be relevant. They already are. They're pretty good. And, and a lot of it is because of the defense, thankfully. Because people get – Deshaun played really well. We'll he talk about yesterday. that a little yeah, bit. Yeah. Go ahead. Okay, number three. Uh, I just had to massage that. The Dallas yeah. Cowboys, who have historically been in America's team, got beat by the Arizona Cardinals okay. and through the transitive property – that makes the Cardinals America's team. Yeah, it does. One of the last red states. Well, too. we beat America. The last bastion of yeah. <laughs> defense. Maricopa County. Like, uh, you know, uh, Texas has changed. You know, d bring your don't bring your politics. Okay, uh -huh, just uh -huh. bring your tax money. Uh -huh. All right, number three or number four, <laughs> Ryder Cup. There's a lot of podcasters down there. The Ryder Cup team, America. Didn't know that was going on. They're in Rome. The media is just getting there now. It's going to be USA versus Europe. And there's a lot of big hitters on Europe, a lot of great uh, golfers, but we like to think we do it better here in the what kind States. Of, what kind of fits do you want to see? Man, I just, I really love that they have this team uniform for the Ryder yeah. Cup. Chris, I don't know if you've seen it, but no, like it might be a, a premeditated next <laughs> Especially week. Especially not this time of year. Look ahead to next week's Bevel Conway. It's going to be the Ryder Cup. Uh, you know, they get team uniforms. You get to wear your flag. It's an important thing um, to me. Number five, ball boys across the world. Okay. Across the globe. Yeah. Let's go. Why? Because they watched Mike McDaniel yesterday. Yeah, they did. Yeah, they you're said, right. That's good. They said, you know what? <laughs> you're cooking with gas. If he can do it, we can do it. Um, also, I got, it got me to thinking, you know, what if there was a movie about this astral ascent yeah. for Mike McDaniel and who would play him? It would definitely be Penn Badgley, the guy from You. Okay. They Penn would just Badgley. have him oh, wow. smoke a couple packs of cigs. <laughs> Get a pierced ear. Yeah. Wear some shades. Boom. Uh -huh. Mike McDaniel. There's 70 points right there. Serial killer. He's going to have to. Bang. And also, he's a gentleman. He, he could have, you know, really done Sean Payton even dirtier than he did. But Do you respect he, he that he didn't get the record? He didn't try yeah. to go for the record? I respect it. It's like in the movie where the good guy's got the gun on the bad guy and he's like, <laughs> and he goes, click, and he doesn't shoot it. <laughs> and then he gun jams. <laughs> and people in the theater are like, oh, that was cold as fuck. And then the bad guy kills him later in the movie. <laughs> yeah. You got to kill Sean Payton when you can. Yeah, you get know? him while that you can. That always annoys me in the movies. I'm like, just kill him. His presser was great. What's the question? <laughs> What's the question? How did you feel about this? What is the question? Uh -huh. We've talked about this. Those are my America's teams. Okay, my America's teams. Um, 
the boulder parking uh you know whatever because they gave dion a a, a fucking ticket i yeah. mean like i thought i was the only one in college i had a million dollars in tickets racked up you know we had these morning workouts i was not going to park half a mile i thought away. you were going to say you're the only one with a rolls royce no college. i had my expedition on 24 <laughs> i parked, remember uh parked right outside the dorm and every morning i'd go out and be like there's another one uh and i thought i was the only one but dion has got to play by the rules i mean this was the weekend Colorado to play by the rules to get their ass kicked by by Oregon and leading up to the game Dion's got a the worst part about a parking ticket like that when you when you when you own a Lamborghini is not like the money it's like I gotta fill this shit out they will be researching this as a hate crime but somewhere on Twitter me, okay <laughs> can I say something real quick yeah. to that not to be negative but shouldn't he have a handicap sticker Yo, he should. He has nine toes. Like I think it's eight, but like yeah, eight toes. Even more. That's what, that's what I'm saying. Twenty percent down. Park your Urus right out front. He, he could he could park right out front wherever yeah. he wants. I'm with you. That's a really good point. That's a good America's team. So uh, <laughs> NFC East, America's team. Everybody losing. The Eagles sitting at home, getting ready for their Monday night game. We love that. We don't love it if Dallas is supposed to close out eight thousand of your teasers. <laughs> uh northwestern america's team and really any team i have a win total on because northwestern took care of minnesota i have an under win total that was great uh steelers america's team because they won last night vikings america's team raiders america's team i have the under on that a weekend like that's very good for your boy and then jets Q qb auditioners we talked a little bit about andy dalton earlier but like matt ryan's up in the booth watching the game he's like uh, maybe that's a little fly on the wall like he's checking the score what's going on there Carson Wentz is in a deer stand looking at Zach Wilson like just throw the ball or and Matt go. Ryan's with Tiki Barber who's like hey Matt you know how many yards you could have in this yeah, offense exactly <laughs> exactly that's the exact conversation that's going on and Andy Dalton who this is the time I'm going to talk about Andy Dalton and the uh the 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 uh the fuck what team is he on now the Panthers yeah he's on, he's on the he Panthers. looks great he might be the coolest redheaded looking guy ever put him up there with um he's got a great flow he's great got great cut. lettuce man yeah. and Charles Davis loves Andy Dalton, if you're on the other side of that and you got the Seahawks and you need to close out a big teaser, you do not want to hear Charles Davis talk about Andy Dalton no. anymore. <laughs> no. It was like the production meeting was like, I can I can talk about Andy Dalton for 60 minutes, guys. No matter how bad this game I goes, can I can Charles do Davis 60. talk for 600 minutes. And this is the perfect Charles Davis game. I think he's great at what he does, yeah. and he can pull the positivity out of a game like Carolina and Seattle. But... You know, like, uh, I didn't want to hear Michael Jackson's name anymore. They were just, I mean, it was all day. And then Kenneth Walker had a big day as well. So, for the Panthers, you look at that. <clears throat> Andy Dalton, all those air yards, taking shots. He looked really good. It shows you that part of it is probably the offensive line improving. But also, it's a veteran quarterback. And you've got your work cut out for you with a young guy in an inopportune situation. So, we'll go Jets, QB, auditioners. And then finally, old people, Kyle, us. Yeah. Because they, they went with Usher for the uh, for the halftime show. Yeah, and you know what yeah, I love? Yeah. It's like young people do run the world and you should. And I feel like out of touch when I'm watching an Axe body spray commercial and they got like an AI. Little baby. Ram and it's little baby and people are skateboarding <laughs> through a mall. I'm like, all right, they're not marketing to me anymore. Like it's passed me by. Pretty soon I'm going to have to get my prostate checked and shit. Like it's happening. Um, but... <laughs> But old people still run the world now. Because, like, when you notice the really big shit, we had the Dr. Dre, everybody from 2001 kind of thing at the Super Bowl a couple years yep. ago. Now we've got Usher. They had now 27 no cast. idea what Usher used to do. This was, like, post-puberty, let it burn, all this stuff. 
it was all coming coming out at the end of high school when dudes were losing their virginity and shit depending on when that happened to you great time to be alive but like usher usher was was it dude and seven o'clock on the dot i'm, I'm in, in my, my drop house cruising the streets I got Ooh, a yeah. trailer, I think. That's home. That's what. So that's so that's. Uh, I mean, and we're a bunch of old guys nodding our uh. heads. I mean, the young people. I, I've been going to Bonnaroo since I was young, and when I was young, it was awesome. And then it got a little bit like five years down the line. I was like, man, this is really they're really marketing to the millennials. And then they weren't making enough money, so the old people started coming back. So just a word to the wise: if you want to make money, market to us. In the big spot. I was thinking maybe Sam Smith was going to come out with some devil horns and do the halftime show, but maybe we'll miss that. Lastly, China's team, uh, the 2001 draft class of quarterbacks, Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, uh, Justin Fields, Daniel Jones, and Trey Lance. Trey Lance didn't do anything Sunday. but He had the best the day. Yeah. I was at a bar Saturday night just to, to let you guys know where the, what the climate is now. Dudes at the bar, I'm hearing them talk about invading China. <laughs> I'm like, South South China Sea, fourth and one. What are you doing? The game's on. We're watching Notre Dame, Ohio State. You guys are talking about invading China. The world is upside down right now. China's teams. Bad day for the uh, 2021 I like that, China's team. I mean, I got one of my drunk buddies is like, it's we should just wrinkle. go in. <laughs> we should just go in. We get all the battleships and shit. Oh, buddy. That's a lot of. Oh, that's like, a I'm lot not of, ready for that. A lot of land, a lot of people. I'm going to be, I'm going to take myself off of America's team. Because I ain't going. I just think about everything that we have. They have like a copy of it. Buddy, they have <laughs> petrified wood that they're harvesting for if there's a wood shortage later. I got to drive to the gas station to get fucking firewood. <laughs> like I have, you think I'm a China guy? I'm the opposite. Am I going over there? No. But I got to drive to the gas station. Far enough away for me just to be like, hey, just stay out of it. Just Anyways, the temperature it. is hot, man. I don't know. Um, Try right. teams. Yeah. There's going to be a, chi a, a China's team every week. I like that. China. China. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. Jobs. So China. we should start with the games now, shouldn't yeah. we? Or do, we, do we have an ad read, cowboy? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, this is, uh, this is from our good friends at Cash App. Thanks to Cash App for sponsoring this podcast with multiple tools for saving, spending, and sending. Cash App is an all-in-one way to stay in control of your money. But what happens when life takes an unexpected turn and you find yourself losing control? We, we have an internet update at my house. Oh, we do. Uh, it's still out. <laughs> uh, it's still, uh, still can't run the film at home. I'm up here late at night with the boys uh, watching. Still can't stream music. Well, I can stream a little bit of music, but I adjust and I make do. I'm efficient in the office, get my work done so I can get home and get a nap in because that's what sleep is now in football season at night. It's just a nap. But that is losing control. It happens. The bottom line is I can't control the internet, but what I can control is my money. A great way to stay in control of your life and to stay in control of your finances is Cash App, your finances. So download Cash App in the App Store or in Google Play to see why it's the number one finance app in the U.S. App Store. And this app won't give your information to China like TikTok. <laughs> and that's what you do now when you're my age. You know, you, you, you take the wins like Usher at the Super Bowl, but I you sit at the bar cookies. and you say, you guys really shouldn't be on TikTok. Have you heard? You know, they're going to have your, your eyeball pictures. scan. Um, all right. So uh, speaking of futuristic stuff and like, you know, people. TSA it. clear. Have you done that? T 
I've been putting off TSA clear for years. I walked oh, no, up, I, I looked it. in a mirror, and they were like, "Have a great flight." How great is it? It's That's amazing, pretty right? amazing. I got to do it, but but I was to like, do is it, this you a sting go, operation? You got to go to the airport enough, when you. It's not at enough airports. I ain't now. going to the airport early. That's one thing I'm not doing. But that's why you need to clear. Yeah, and I'm not. Well, yeah, but like to get it set up, you got to go early. Uh, not really. Can't they come to my house? Takes, takes nah, bro. When you walk in, if you like, if walk you in say, my house, uh, terrorists live setup, here. I don't think walk so. up. They have a dozen young folks. Yeah, they're like, bro. have you signed up for clear? And you're like, no. And I'm like, how long does it take? And they're like, look in this thing. And this isn't a clear ad <laughs> unless yeah, okay. they want to set okay. it up yeah. for everybody. Yeah, yeah. yeah. clear <laughs> ad. I would do an ad. You don't need your clear. ID anymore. Hey, exactly. TSA pre-check, clear. I would do an ad read every show. You don't have to do anything. Just get me through security when I when I do travel. Okay. Speaking of futuristic stuff like TikTok uh, in World War III, we have the Dolphins offense. And, I mean, I just want to say this. The, the Dolphins going into the offseason, you know, they add A-Chain. You're like, oh, they got faster. They add Chosen Anderson. I don't know when they'll probably use him. Robbie probably in a, Chosen. In a, <laughs> Robbie Chosen, which is funny because at Robbie. first he changed his name Chosen <laughs> Anderson, and then when he saw it didn't make it to his nameplate, he was like, I got to go back to the DMV. <laughs> You know, like, you again? Yeah, did you see me on Sunday? It just says Anderson. You need another novelty plate? I wanted, cho yeah, exactly. You're going back to DMV. Chosen jerseys going up in sales. Yeah, baby. so, but he's out there catching touchdowns. You know, I guess the time you'd see him would be a 50-point lead. The Dolphins were, at times last year, as good as anybody offensively. And you go to the offseason, you look at the AFC elites, you're like, what, how are they tinkering with? Because usually you say, who are the new additions? You know how is the team changing? Who'd they lose? I mean, you get you pick up guys like David Long, you pick up guys like Jalen Ramsey, but the biggest addition that they made was they said, "Hey, we're going to work on two things. Number one, protecting Tua because when he's clean, he's he's elite. Because when he's clean, he's His elite. His field vision is wicked. I mean, he he's the opposite of Justin Fields. He's the anti-Justin <laughs> okay. Fields. He a little early. Well, hold on. He doesn't have a huge arm, you know. But early but in what the day he does is what I mean. Is when he all these quarterbacks you're seeing on Sundays that don't that don't process that you're like, go throw the ball. You never have that problem with Tua. So if you can protect him, you can find space. They already know that. And then second was the run game. And, you know, like, hey, if we can add this lethal tool to our tool belt here, um, we're going to be unstoppable. And that's what it was yesterday. I mean, like, play three, Tyreek's wide open. They overcame, like, a first and 20 twice in one drive. He's I mean, so um, they're doing no-look shovels. They get, they're like, ah, oh, fuck it, we'll get the rookie some work because I don't think, you know, Vance Joseph in Denver's very good at all. You think, you think what Dan Lanning did was insensitive to the state of Colorado? Look what... What, what Mike McDaniel did to Vance Joseph, uh, it was brutal. And, you know, like, A-Chain goes for 203, 8 to a pop, 351 rushing, 700 yards of offense. Not even 20 carries for A-Chain. Second all-time to the Rams, uh, Norm Van Brocklin in 51 against the Yankees. I remember that name. I don't know. <laughs> the Yankees. So, uh, Dolphins have the five fastest speeds this year. That was year a football team? For ball carries. Yeah, I guess so, unless I heard that wrong. Uh, A-Chain, 21-9, bro. My son got shot off a treadmill at eight miles an hour yeah, a couple weeks ago. He's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm running on the treadmill. I'm taking little bre breaks in between. I'm doing push-ups. Do not get on that treadmill. Okay, Dad. Next thing you know, he gets shot out the back. And what I tell you, like... Is there a wall there? Or luckily, there was something to stop him. Got there was on. no wall, but he was going to go into the pile of dumbbells and the whole thing. But that's eight miles an hour. Can you imagine running 22 miles an hour? Speeding in the school zone, man. And so... 
they got the five fastest ball carries again. You got chosen Anderson, Mike White, outscoring the Jets. Okay, like that's got to feel good. But like how they did it, the edges, the edges, the edges, and then they knife you down downhill. And I think like putting in the gap scheme elements of this this offense, the pin pull, getting Armstead out on the second level, um, it, it 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 adds an element to like the Shanahan tree that you're seeing in some other places and the layering. Kyle, defensive players. Nate, you know how it is. I mean, we, we weren't off ball, but when you get motion one way, a pull the other way, and then it's like, oh, fuck, it's fast. You got to have real disciplined linebackers That's to get it. everyone lined up and kind of foreshadow a lot of that stuff, and it's hard in the moment to get those calls to, to react confidently. Well, they tinker with the motion on, on, on half-field stuff. So, you know, like that's a wrinkle that's that's really tough for teams. I mean, it's tough with the motion anyways. But the whole thing is the concept is layering looks pre-snap. Mm-hmm. Layers of of information and checklists that you have to go through as a defender. Watch defender stretch, watch boot. Next thing you know, it's it's gap. And a gap is a gash. And mm-hmm. then it's big, deep play action off of the gap look that you're looking for stretch for originally. Like yeah. Mike McDaniel has these guys in a pretzel mentally. Um not just the coordinators, obviously, who have their work cut out for them, but the guys on the field, like you're talking about, pre-snap is an issue, post-snap is an issue. A lot of the motions you see in the league are to determine man and zone. A lot of the the motions you see you see from Mike McDaniel is getting a running start, like CFL style. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. The shit is awesome, like the Kyle Shanahan stuff. You know, it's like the future of football. Sometimes we get a glimpse into it, and then people catch up, or, or you know, I don't think anybody's going to be able to replicate having an MVP candidate at wide receiver, Jalen Waddle, um, all the speed they have at, at running back, like and a Hall of Fame a quarterback. quarterback. Yeah, well, he's pretty fucking good, but I don't put him in the Hall of Fame now, Kyle. Somebody's going to have a problem with that. Last week, I thought we really sucked off the Dolphins, but I had the same gal in my mentions. Like, you, had to suck you just more don't like week. Tua. You know what I did? I blocked her. Are you still listening? Uh. <laughs> uh, so, anyways, um, I just, I like, the rushers can't get into a rhythm. You know, like, you're keeping them clean. That, that O-line's done a nice job, but, but here's... If I was going to illustrate, if somebody was like, how scary was the Broncos off or uh, the, the Dolphins offense yesterday, I would have said one thing. So 21-10, by the way, didn't get to third down, but like seven times on the day. <laughs> it's 21-10 in the first half with five to go in the second quarter. So the Dolphins are going to go backed up. They give it to Ingold, which is their only blemish on the day is giving the ball to your white fullback. <laughs> You've got speed everywhere. Fullbacks had a big uh, day. I know. Line. Okay. There was some tough... Fourth and short calls yesterday. The but, day. but the point is, here you got an opportunity. You stuff them. You're Denver. You're down 21-10. You don't get points. You absolutely need to get points. You didn't get points. And then you go to the half five minutes later, down 35-13. to 13. It's like It was like watching a Madden video game. Yeah. And, and honestly, it's just like when you're playing against someone who's really good and then like you do the three random teams and they get a fucking offense like yeah. Miami and you just know what's going to happen. Like that's what it looks like. It feels like McDaniels. Like he sits at home and makes – Yeah, he plays Madden and he looks at all the different like schematics and motions and things like that that you can do. And he's like, yo, you know what? I can mimic this in real life. I can, I can score this many points because – to go f- 10 drives, 
five five rushing touchdowns, five passing touchdowns. That that's a Madden game. That's what you do when you're beating up on your little brother. In and the it game. feels the same as getting beat by some guy you never that never played football. Because if it's, I played Madden right now, some 13 year old kid would beat me. And that's how <laughs> against Joseph feels. He's like I've been a football guy my whole life. Well, five touchdowns through the air. Five this is no longer vans. football, it's Blitzkrieg. This is, yeah, this is a totally different deal now. And, you know, uh, for Vance Joseph, I'm looking at you because, you know, I'm looking at Sean Payton who had comments about the coaching and that sort of thing. Ooh. But the offense has improved, I got to say that. Like, people are talking about benching Russell Wilson. I'm like, you didn't watch the stupid. game. They're stupid. You didn't watch the game. But um, when it comes to the defense, I just watched them give up 30-something points to the commanders. They got blanked at home against Buffalo. That's how far off you are. Um, and I said this yesterday. I think, Kyle, you want to talk about trades? Remember Sean Payton and a certain trade? One I think, two. Yeah. I think we go, hey, kick the tires on Bill Belichick. You know, send everything to New England. Give me Bill. I'll take him off your hands, Robert. You're not as happy. And then we've got Sean Payton and Bill running the show, offense mm. and defense. I'm not totally serious, but you can imagine – if something like that happened, because that's what it would take. The defense is so bad. because they had Vic Fangio. Yeah. Which is like... It is funny. It is funny. It's funny. It's not a and laughing Vicks, funny. And Vic's in Miami like... Yeah, he's... <laughs> hey, boys. <laughs> Mortimer. Yeah, so anyways, that was one side of the AFC East, and then you saw, like, the ineptitude offensively, you know, with the Pats and the Jets, and obviously... The Pats are fine scoring 13 points or whatever, but the whole the whole thing was the Jets have lost 15 straight or whatever. This is my yearly reminder that I had a hand in that. Zach Ryan Fitzpatrick kept the streak alive in New York in my short stay in uh, New England. So you know I have a I have an interest in this. Like I'm a I'm a small tiny part of this thing, and it just keeps going. And the Jets have never scored over 17 points in any of those matchups over that span. Um, what did Bill run? I mean, Bill ran either three or man. And, you know, I, I, I wanted to jump all over, you know, um, uh, Zach Wilson. And he still did not play well. And he's not the answer. Don't get me wrong. Like, I've been banging this gong. I mean, Kirk Cousins, people are starting to finally pick up on it. But I didn't think a lot of people were open at times. Uh, and when they were, he was just patting the ball. Um, he's not a processor, obviously. And, you know, you get a bunch of pressures. And they heated him up. I kind of wonder how many of the pressures – I mean, I thought late in the game they settled in in protection. Early on it was tough, but then they settled in in protection. But you look at these gaudy pressure numbers every week and you're like, how many of them are Zach Wilson holding the ball sometimes? How many of them are people not getting separation? How many of them are the O-line? And that's the compounding effect of having a quarterback like Zach Wilson. All right, the defense is pissed. They're on the field the whole fucking game. Pass rushers can't get numbers because, like, you have to have leads. I've been there. Um, and they didn't get any sacks Sunday. I mean, you talk about 16 pressures, no sacks, like they can't get home. Uh, you talk about the wide receivers. Garrett Wilson's rotting there. I mean, he had like, I know Gonzalez is good, but he barely got the ball. Um, you know, Bill out there, we said this week that he would make that defense work. Last week, he made the Miami offense work. He made the defense work. How long can you keep parroting this, Robert Sala? He's the right guy for us. He's going to give us the best chance to win. Well, then you don't have a very, very good football team. You know, I like, think right. you, that's what you're saying because, like, if this is the best shot you have to win, your football team's not. If very you're good. a head coach and you don't have a guy in the building currently, not named Aaron Rodgers or Kirk Cousins, um, what are you going to? I mean, he said, and he paused. If you listen to it, he said he's the best. Uh, he gives us the best chance to win 
with our situation. Yeah. Not verbatim, but that's the yeah. That's the messaging. I feel like that's the right messaging if you're Robert Sala. What do you I'm not gonna just be like Zach sucks. No, we what I'm suck. gonna be is every what I'd say is every week we're evaluating people and I gotta go that's watch a great this point. tape. That's a great point. Every week we're yep. evaluating people. There's no guarantee that anybody's playing at any position for us next week. We're different week. coaches. <laughs> you know, someone needs to be on a flight and sitting down with Andrew Luck. The fact yeah. that Andrew Luck showed They'll up, pull him out the of the fact that he showed up the other day on that little bring your exactly. Gun. Yeah. That means I, I. That means to me that maybe that maybe he misses it, misses being next to the game a little yeah. bit because it's just like I'm gonna be dark quiet for this long and then. The first time everyone's going to see me, I'm going to be full on. I don't think he's coming back. <laughs> he coaches. He coaches. Uh, he coaches some. Yeah, he's guys. got the reenactments on the during the week. But we he's could got all the, hope. The I'm just, on the week. I would love. Here's to how see bad it is. Up. Blake Bortles turned the Jets down, evidently, and you know Blake's my guy and everything. But you know he's been out for a while. Um, he's got a at lot one of point, work he's doing I, right yeah, now. yeah. At one point, I looked up the 11 plays, nine yards late in the first quarter. So the script's not working. I don't love the scheme. The three and three of twenty-four the last two weeks, and the only real chance they had to win this game. And if you're a Jets fan, I mean, you didn't even get the cover. We'll talk about that in a second. But you know, there's a screenplay off Stevenson in the, I believe, the first half, and that would have been six the other way. Like that's what it's come down to. Is like the Jets have got to go back to the tape and see like what are the opportunities that we have to win this game creatively, and if we don't take advantage of them. We're fucked. I mean, we've been on teams like this. We know how it is, buddy. And the the magnitude of the moment when you're a Quinn and Williams, when you're a Sauce Gardner, and you're trying to make a play yeah. because you know that you're going to be the catalyst for your team. The pressure just builds and builds and builds, and sometimes you can burst at the seams. Uh, I look at the offensive side of the ball. Brees Hall tweeted out the four footballs last week. He only got four touches this week. Yeah. Twelve carries, eighteen Dropped yards. Dropped one. Twelve carries, eighteen Put one yards. on the ground. Mm. So I mean, like, every... I don't care how they're blocking. If you get the ball twelve times and you're that angry, but Bree, but let's go. But Breeze Hall again, another guy that's like, my career's getting fucked up with this. Like, you know, but that's just... the league, bro. I know it is. That's the league. It's you're the not country. always gonna be on the Dolphins. You're not always gonna be on the, you know, whoever it is. Yeah, but but, Ky but Kyle, you know, I think it's a little bit callous because these guys have no control over this, and it's their legacy. You know, what I mean, like. Not everybody has a good situation to walk into. These guys are fucked. Uh, I look at over. Hey, Farrell Brown, tight end, Patriots. He came with yeah, us. Yeah, that was Farrell Brown. I didn't know. Yeah. Flathead Lake. He came yeah. Oregon Duck tight end, okay. who had a really gnarly injury a few years ago. And to be able to, to get back out there and for Bill to say, let's throw him the ball, two catches, 71 yards, tip of the cap to Farrell Brown. Yeah, and the third and five that led up to that was one of Mac Jones' best plays on the day. But nobody's going to talk about the Patriots offense because this is really about. And the Pats offensive line probably did a better job than they did a week ago. I mean, like, uh, the the cruelest thing about this is this game at the end felt like it went on forever, Kyle. I mean, I didn't bet the Jets. I stayed away. Um, but Jets plus three was like you were going to push for quite a while. And uh, you end up getting four chances at the end of the game, it felt like. You thought it ended with the safety, and you were like, fuck. And then it pulls you back in, and then there's a fourth and ten short of the sticks, and then you get the hail mary. It's just, it the Jets. I, I don't know how their fans deal with with this much longer. Bro, I work with, I work in New York with a ton of Jets fans. Yeah, and you know what? I give them credit. They wear their Jets jackets every week. They love to bitch about the Jets, and they love to talk about other teams. It's easy to bitch about the Jets. How do you how do you guys feel about? Mac Jones, Jimmy Tappan, Sauce Walker, and the bottle, bottom of a pile. Uh, Sauce Gardner, he hit his, his dick. So, C.J. Mosley, 
wrapped up. It was the play happened. There's a tackle behind the line of scrimmage. Mac Jones clearly was saying something under the pile, and CJ body slammed him. Mac gets up out of that. He like exits like an MMA fighter up, and then there's like a lot of proximity. Next thing you know, Sauce Gardner shoving Mac Jones. Well, he is. A I don't. I don't give Mac dude. Jones the benefit of the doubt anymore. So <laughs> he is such a shitster. He's not to, doing it. To me, he's the Grayson Allen of, of ah. the NFL. Yeah, that's a good one. He's a Grayson a Allen one. of the NFL. Yeah. Like yeah. mediocre, more than mediocre player. More I, than I mediocre. Think he's okay. I think more he's, than mediocre yeah. player, but just some of the the actions and Grayson Allen. Legend. I think Mac Jones is a better player. <laughs> he than is Grayson a legend, Allen. but like Grayson Allen, yeah. legend. Okay, you like Grayson Allen. I don't like Grayson Allen. <laughs> I went to Virginia, you know, it's like, I don't, exactly. all right. So, so here's another, I mean, you would talk about somebody with low approval, like. low approval rating, Sam Howell, impeach Sam Howell. Oh. You know, they're up there in the nation's capital. Jacoby. Jacoby Brissett, he's primed to step in there and run the Oval Office. <laughs> he's good on trades. He's good on defense. He's good on fucking, you know, the whole thing, offense, defense, the whole thing. He's a diplomat. I think Sam Howell out there going to Oprah, throwing four picks. You get a pick, you get a pick, each you quarter. get a pick. In each quarter. That's only happened a couple times since 2016 or something. Pick a gummy. The yeah. parlay on that would have been crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So 2016, I, I think we've had like three or four guys throw, uh, you know, four picks, one in each quarter. And he's the first one, Sam Howell, not to be named Jameis Winston. So like Damn. not good and you know the bills meant business it felt like a bills home game uh it really did and from eric wood and you should have known this but like mcdermott's 264 to 66 point differential against qbs with five or less starts he eats these guys up that defense is ready to go um four picks four quarters again brought pressure 70 percent of the time that's the second highest since 2016. uh for them you know 25 percent on third down for the commies and that's just not going to get it done. And you need to find answers. Because as you know, in the NFL, you've heard this before. If we don't get an answer for this thing, it's going to keep coming. And not that Washington's a power player, but Brian Robinson getting away from the run game in a game where you're, you're, you're down 16 nothing for most of it. I mean, this game exploded at the end. When they've had success this year, they've been able to run the ball with Robinson and they run that zone concept well. They've got a couple guys on the front that understand it. But when you get into a track meet like this, man... There's nothing you can do. Yeah, this is a game where, where I know it sucks, and you're like, okay, we're down three scores or two scores, but, like, our best chance. These are the games keep... that make you go, is he the guy? I well, no, I mean, here's the thing with these young quarterbacks. everybody in the building is like, that's our guy. And I, I, I'm a little bit of a, a snob when it comes to young quarterbacks because if he's not picked high and he's not wildly talented, I'm just seeing right through him. And that's unfortunate because I've seen so many quarterbacks on teams <laughs> I've had. And, you know, I also know that, like, there's a dead end on most – you know quarterback adventures and usually and that's the reason i'm tough on desmond ritter um it's the reason i'm not gonna give sam howell a long rope um you know i i i think this kid had some fun throws the first couple weeks but they turned into not fun throws uh when you play a top 510 defense and you know the bills bernard picked he had a pick he had two sacks fumble recover seven tackles he's the edmonds replacement and Leonard Floyd, who's the guy who they brought in, and I was crazy about the signing, and people were like, ah. But he looked like, you know, Von Miller out there. I don't mean – I said it softly. When he got <laughs> in the league. Because he didn't look like Von Miller, but that ghost move, 
I mean, it's pretty it, good. It's his, a lot more gathering and his like hip fluidity yeah. is elite. And I remember when he got into the league, he was playing with Akeem and Khalil Mack, and he couldn't get home. He couldn't get the sacks, but he was getting production in terms yeah. of wins. Yeah. At the top of the or at the at the front of the rush, the coverage probably nope. um, And now he's getting more comfortable finishing. He was finishing in L.A. Now he's finishing for Buffalo. Yeah. Vaughn's like able to chill and watch the football game. Yeah, yep. and he'll no be doubt, back. Yeah, no doubt in my mind too. Like playing with someone like Vaughn, like you get access to watching tape and oh. watching practice tape. Like whether guys know it or not. Like, Does Zach Wilson get the access to the <laughs> Rogers tape? Like, he should. But if you're a great player, you would yeah. know that by watching other guys who are great on your team, you can learn a few bags and a few tricks from them and One get on the insight. You learn a lot. Yeah, you get you that's learn where you a get whole bunch. That's where and, you get to practice. Your, and that one, and, he, and that sack he had, that one dip move, it just looks like, hey, he maybe he got coached up by Vaughn before. Yeah. Like, hey, this is how you really can make this move hit. This is when you throw your hands to Bait get hands. that get that tackle's hand down, and he's gonna fall out the window. Free sack for you to get home. Uh, I thought it was a huge stop for the Bills' defense on the goal line early. I mean, that game, again, was tight for a while, and that game could have stayed tighter. And I think the reason that's so big is Josh needed one of these games where you play a lesser team, you take care of the football. I mean, like, listen, they took a bunch of shots. They took seven of them. One of them was a punt by Josh. And I know I'm hard on people with picks, but when he has all that upside, you throw a pick like that, as long as you're not hurting this team in situations His arm's strong enough. Where as long as he's not hurting teams in situations where he has in the past, and I've been a, you know, one of you know the biggest detractors of Josh Allen when he has been this way, but like I loved hearing from the booth. Sometimes you'll hear a nugget from the two guys in the booth because they have these production meetings and they get to talk to the people during the week. And Josh Allen's obviously in the one thing Josh said, which I was like, Leo on the couch is like. Josh is talking about playing games with awareness of who he's playing, what the game situation is. I think he's always been a, I'm going to go 70 and a 35 guy, but like start to look at the fucking signs on the side of the road. They're helpful. Like there's a blind turn coming up. It's Sam Howell. You don't need to, you don't need to go 70 here. You just need to, you you need not kill your team. And I thought him saying that in the self-awareness, I was like, all right, we're taking steps. Um, he even fake hand slapped a, a fan after going up twenty two nothing. Like he goes over to the commander's front row and he gave him the. <laughs> <laughs> He's such a dick. Which, which to me is like, okay, I love Josh, Josh is having fun and they're they're improving. James Cook is going to give them, and I was wrong about this team. Maybe I, I thought they'd take a step back this year. Like, but if they get this run game going, James Cook is going to be the thing that keeps them from stalling. And you know, like there's so much that they put on Josh Allen in the past in the pass and the run game, to have a guy that can go for 100 basically for two weeks in a row on 15 carries, I think he went for 90-something yards yesterday. Yeah. Like, that's going to keep this offense going. And you still get the circus Josh, like that play rolling right to Diggs for 30. I mean, that's that's great. And not saying it's fool's gold, the commander's D-line. Jonathan Allen was a beast last week, but I read about all these pressures from Chase Young and Montez Sweat, and they're good players. But they didn't get home you know, yesterday. And, you know, the offensive line did enough against a good front to keep them in the, you know, clean. They're not an all-star group up front, but, man, I keep mentioning Aaron Cromer. And I've been in those meetings leading up to a game against a star-studded front. Yeah. And the way that he challenges your manhood every week, and he's like, what the fuck are you going to do when Jonathan (laughs) Allen comes out? 
drops that pop inside. quiz yeah. hot shot pop quiz hot fourth shot. and one south china so sea i know that that group was challenged yeah. and i know that they've heard louder than anybody about how josh allen can be a liability when he gets a little yeah. lackadaisical with his uh downfield throws and they say look you want to help our mvp caliber quarterback out yeah. block the fuck out of the run and give the ball to jc yep and, and I think it's working out. I think his influence is being felt. And they're going to need that this weekend because they're going to play the, the Dolphins, who are as good as any team That's in the league That's going to be right so now. much fun to watch. I mean, it's going to be a the, – the games they played last year, obviously the playoff game was um, was you know was marred because Skylar Thompson was in there. But I thought this was during the flu of 22. I was just laid up in my bed and watching uh, that, 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 that game in the snow. I mean, that was an instant classic. And – the early game out in the heat, like they played in all the elements last year. You know, Miami took one in the heat. The Bills took one in the snow. This one, hopefully it's a beautiful day in, in you know, in, in early fall where the passing attacks can do their thing and we get to see both teams at, at full speed. I can't wait to see Vic Fangio's game plan. The 1 p.m. Can't wait to see the game plan. I don't love that it's a 1 p.m. Anyways, okay. You want me to read this ad read? Okay. I hate buying tickets. I've been playing my whole life. Never had to buy tickets. The ticket part is stressful, but buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. Game time is the game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you with killer deals on last-minute tickets and the best price guarantee. You can stop stressing over tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have. And with the game time app, it's easy to find and buy tickets for every kind of event in your area. If I'm trying to see the monster trucks for my kids or Willie Nelson for me and my kids, I can find it all in the Game Time app. Game Time is the place for last-minute ticket deals. Forget planning months in advance. Game Time has the deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football and basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. The Game Time guarantee means you'll always get the best price if you find tickets in the game in the same section and row for less. Game time will credit you 110% of the difference. Not usually a real number, but it is now. Snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app. Create an account and use code GREENLIGHT for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create your account and redeem code GREENLIGHT. GREENLIGHT for $20 off. Download the Game Time app today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Okay. So. Now we've got Browns Titans and we knew this was going to be physical. We knew it was going to be a slugfest, but it was more physical for the Titans. I think they're feeling it this morning. Uh, I think the whole game plan here from Jim Schwartz was like, he used to say, and he picked like an interstate. He's like, don't let them get on I-70. You know, and that's the whole thing with Derrick Henry is we're going to load the box. They loaded the box. We're going to set edges and we're going to fly downhill and mate Tannehill beat us. And he couldn't. Success rate defensively the first three weeks, one, two, and three uh, Browns every week. And, you know, while they haven't faced an elite offense, maybe, I mean, Cincinnati in the first month of the season, I wouldn't put it that way. They have mowed down their opposition. I mean, this is, if you were to, if you were to look at this defense the first three weeks and extend this over a period of a season, they're the Baltimore Ravens. You know, like Jim Schwartz is playing with the D-line that he had in 2017 with with a better top-end star. I mean, Fletcher Cox is amazing. I'd put him up there with anybody, but Miles Garrett's a mutant. And then you've got Z Smith and all these other depth guys. But 
on the back end, they're the back end. on the back end. They're better. It's the back end. On the back end, they're better, and that's the difference. Is and I think Jim's licking his chops every week because he's like, I can play as much man as I want. You know, I can I can heat these guys up. The whole thing. I got guys on the back end that can man up. Miles um, Garrett got to see the two tight end thing, which to me is like the Calvin Johnson uh, situation, but for defensive ends, the ultimate respect. The bracket. You know, yeah, the bracket. The first, he's got three sacks. The first drop back, Tannehill got leveled by Andre Dillard's big old back. And like that first power rush, you're just like, okay, if I can't stop Collateral this, damage. It's going to be tough. There's just a pile of bodies. They can't get play action going because Smith's abusing the tight end. They can't get the screen, go, screen going because people are flying downhill. And when they brought pressure, it got Tannehill. 20 to 3, it just started being teeing off. And, uh, you know, you talk about the box counts. Um, I think uh, I think I think six of eleven of his carries, Derrick Henry saw a stack box, and it was one of his worst performances ever. And stack box be, means there's eight dudes, a lot of within five yards of the line of scrimmage. Yeah, and just based on numbers, you're looking around saying, "Are we going to check out of this?" Thing? Six of eleven rushing attempts, averaging minus two point three yards per before contact. Mm. That's the worst since uh, week two of 2022, and one of the lowest rushing totals. Period for them. The other one was the Browns game last year. So the Browns have their number in Tennessee, lowest yardage since they've been in Nashville. They were the first time, I think the first team all year to get snaps in the red zone against the the Browns. And they got it because of Deshaun Watson throwing the ball backwards, that, I think. That I think. play um, is so silly. Yeah. Like, stop watching the Chiefs. Don't try to do what Mahomes does. But this is the, this is the yeah, just stop. Just and, do it laterally if you yeah. want to, not backwards. Backwards is a problem, and he played well otherwise, but but the thing is... Really well. Tennessee gets in the red zone. They have one shot at the end zone. They decide to take it with no timeouts. They have a two-for-one opportunity because they get the ball out of the half. 13-3, they're down. If they score, this is a ball game. It's a lot like the end of half with the Dolphins on the other ends of things, and they take a sack. The one thing you can't do, and you end up going to the half, and so... You know, they, they had their chances to make this game tight. They didn't. Deshaun had his best game as a, as a Cleveland Brown. And, um, you know, the run game has to get better. Minus .3 yards before contact, 2-5 a rush. That's not what they do. But Deshaun plays his best game, and the defense plays well. You know, the throw to Cooper uh, in the second quarter with Autry in his face. I mean, he looked like Deshaun. People were missing him in the backfield. Yep. He's beating the blitz. And Dewan Jones, zero pressures. This guy continues a to be a savior for them. He's such a mountain of a man. Yeah. And so much. I mean, I wish I had that length and, and girth. You know what I mean? Oh, he's got it all. I oh. wish I had that combo. He's got the length oh. and the girth. Um, one thing I want to say about the Cleveland defense, as it pertains to the offenses they're playing against, um, they, for, they forced three and outs on 61.5% of opponents' drives, the best by any NFL defense through three games. You might have already said that, but what it means to me is, as an offense, you try to get oxygen as you move down the field. You get a five-yard out, you can breathe to to get on schedule for the next one. If you're going out there every time after looking at the iPad and speaking to your coordinators and meeting as a group at the bench, and this is what we're going to do this drive, this works, we like this, yeah. and you're still going three and out 61.5% of the time, you can't breathe, there is no hope. Yeah, The Browns are going to beat our ass today. And the sudden change aspect of if you create turnovers, you go three and out, like there's going to be a pile of those coats and the fucking iPads because you got to leave the house in a hurry. Like, I got to get back out there. And you, know, you talk about not being able to breathe, but also you mentioned the iPads, not being able to, like, break your, your, 
your pictures down on the sideline. Like, you know, um, there's no time. There's no time. There's no time for Ryan Tannehill to look at what they had on the seam. There's no time to to look at something they could get going in the run game. So, you know, it compounds. Now, you know, when you look at the AFC North, this was a big opportunity for the Ravens to to seize uh. this this you know like hey Cleveland lost last week we can build some cushion the whole thing but they don't do it and this game Colts Ravens I thought the line was a little big some people in the house had you know um had Ravens money line not I but you know some some of my dear friends and I I just felt like this game was one of those that was going to be tight a lot of field goals Indy paid Matt Gay people complained about it evidently in Indy he, he, uh, and then he 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 beast. he single-handedly <laughs> upstaged Justin Tucker. Um, so you know Tucker had a couple chances to win it. The Colts, I don't know if they're for real, but I think they they hired the best coach. They're fun. They hired the best yeah. coach. They have a great backup quarterback in Gardner Minshew. The shot to Pittman was huge. They made the plays when they had to make them. Uh, but more than anything, it is about Baltimore and a team that turned the ball over a lot. Like if you looked at the end of the first half. Lamar seven for seven and they're running the rock. I mean, like they were efficient. They had a chance to go up fourteen. They couldn't do it because of, you're know, putting the ball on the ground, that sort of thing. Uh, the turnovers ran together. So if I'm butchering a little bit of the timing of some of these turnovers, uh, but they had a chance to go up fourteen. They couldn't do it. Um, and then Stanley's replacement gives up a sack, fumble, backed up. You know, you get a bad snap turnover on third and five. Like they were just all over the place. That I, hurts them so much. Uh, in the pass and the run because Stanley's so good at getting on rushers quick, potentially yeah. with their run fake throwing. Yeah. Um, you get a guy out there who's not in rhythm, not in unison, and just, let's be honest, not as good as Ronnie Stanley, and that edge becomes a real issue for the in, Ravens. Indy's defense just continues to get takeaways and making and finding a way to, to get the ball in their hands, and we all know percentage-wise that's always going to help your chances to win when you can – you can win the turnover battle and you can make teams turn the ball over. So they might not be the best overall team, but if they keep playing, they're, they're, they seem like they're gamers this year. Opportunistic. Well, look, yeah. at the, look at the Jaguars right now, and we'll get to them in a second. But if you're Spikeman, you're like, guys, it's there for us. I mean, who would have thought? And you didn't even trot your starting quarterback out there. Um, Nobody was worried about Gardner, though. I didn't think – I didn't think um, – I didn't think Lamar played that bad if you take away the, you know, the, the, the boneheaded stuff. I mean, you know, like as a thrower, if we're just looking at like the passing game, I thought he was fine. I thought, honestly, they win that game if they make that call on the crosser on fourth down at the end of the game. I, mean, I, I thought as, as, as much as the NFL blew any call yesterday, they blew that call. That call's made all the time. And I'm not just saying that because I live bet the Ravens money line. Um, I, I, I just thought I thought I thought it was I thought it was a a huge play in the game, and they had multiple opportunities to win it. the The bottom line is the turnovers and not putting this team away. You always hear about like putting teams away, like don't let this team hang around. Like this is the last team you want to hang around. Mm -hmm. And you could see as the game went on, they weren't going anywhere because you know the Ravens couldn't couldn't capitalize. Um, and I look at the defensive side of the ball, Roquan Smith. By the way, did you guys catch Roquan and Ray Lewis this past week? No. Nah, social media. So nah. like, Ray Lewis did kind of like a film study with Roquan. It was really cool. And I got to play with Ro. What a competitor. He's such a stud, throwback football player. But there was a play where Dykin platooned the field goal unit off the field. Yeah. And the offense ran on, as the Patriots used to do, yeah. with their punt unit. Mm -hmm. um, 
and the defense of the Ravens is down there in the low red, and there's 10 guys looking around for half a second like, oh, my God, what do we do? Yeah. And there's one guy in the middle of the field who's like, you there, you there. Roquan Smith sets that defense so quick. I know it's not really part of this conversation, but I love yeah, seeing he, Roquan in Baltimore. I love seeing him be the leader. He's been worth every penny of it. Worth every penny. And I know some people, you know, um, were taking the other side of that and, you know, the, the whole thing. But I, 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 think that, I think this team's going to be fine. Now, the big thing for Baltimore is they go to Cleveland next week. So that's going to be a mm. big, big game. And then to Pittsburgh and then to London. Mm. to play Tennessee. So the next three weeks for that offense especially is fucking physical. You're going to find out, like, they've had to dip deep into their bag on the running back injuries. Like, we're going to find out. Also, nobody knows the Ravens better than me because last night, um, I'm so tired, I start watching Ravens uh, Colts, and as it gets going, I'm taking these notes, and I'm like, God, they're really well coached, the, the, the Colts. though. Well, I'm watching the whole fucking Ravens-Texans game from last week. I've watched this game <laughs> twice. It didn't occur to me until Will Anderson had a sack. I was like, man, he had a sack just like this. Hold on a sec. <laughs> so I spent 25, 30 minutes uh, Rehashing. Watching. So I know the Ravens really well. I yeah. also know the Texans really well. We'll get to them in a little bit. Love the Texans. Yeah, so uh, Pittsburgh-Vegas. Listen, we were sitting in the room a last night. Two rushers. And Chase Long was out in full force and i was like i can't bet the raiders i'm on the the i'm on i know some people would say hedge i'm on the 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 the, the steelers over i'm on the raiders under and i just feel like this is the game that the steelers get right i i don't think much of vegas and uh the offense did get right now they're not all the way right but kenny pickett you mentioned it kyle just don't throw any picks you know yeah, yeah in today's game if, if I'm Kenny Pickett, if I'm any quarterback, I'm just thinking, take what the defense gives me, hand it off when I can, do not turn the football and over, get and the, let T.J. Watt go get the ball. Back. And get the ball to the playmakers. Like, Pickens had more touches and, than Austin on the shot play. I mean, like, they, they, they really did a good job of understanding the assignment. We want to improve. We want to get the ball to our playmakers. We, want, we don't want to turn the ball over. We want to play this game in phase. And they had control of the game the entire game. And I'm pretty sure... I had the sound off because we were talking and, and prepping. I'm pretty sure it probably felt like a bit of a home game at times for Steelers fans. Like, Steelers fans travel really well. And, and you know Vegas. they're degenerates. They love it. Yeah, Vegas. they love it. And and Jacob's still on the milk carton. You know, you can't get him going. I think it's the number, curse of number eight. And yeah, uh, no bueno. it doesn't look so great. And then and then TJ Watt, you said it. Like, I don't know if he has lungs or. Doesn't have lungs. No he has something else. He just has a, a breathing machine inside <laughs> of his chest because the guy gives 105% effort and he's going through three offensive players, three blocking elements, getting up and doing it again for 70 plays in a, a row. Tesla battery. I, I mean, him and Crosby. I, I love Micah Parsons. He is as unique and generational a talent as we have in the league on the defensive side of the ball. Man, we just did the Miles Garrett breakdown. I Miles Garrett as well. But I mean, I think Miles Garrett's the guy. Miles and TJ to me are the two. Uh, yeah. How do you how do you play against those guys? I don't know. Brackets. Uh, it, you you can't take a you can't take a single play off. They better be because they're not brackets. they're not taking any plays off. But bottom line, you look up if you're the Steelers and you're two and one, and it's like fuck to start the season. I think people thought we were going to be a, a dumpster fire. Um, you got to feel good about. 
heading back to Pittsburgh by way of Kansas City. We'll get into that in a little bit. Um, and, and and being at two and one, right there with the Ravens, right there with the Browns, who you've beaten. Uh, I, I I don't hate the Steelers. You can't make me hate the Steelers. Black like, Air Force has got to play a little bit better. Black Air Forces, baby. Yo, uh, we didn't touch on Devontae Adams. But they got um, you got to get the run game going too. Like Najee Harris. He, he 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 did a better job last night, but like the the yards over expectation are not great. They like Warren, feed him. I don't know, get the run game going because that's got to be your identity late in the season. Right now, you don't need a run game the way you need it in December and 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 into January if you get there. But like that's going to be the thing. One thing that's telling, and uh, I saw the right tackle give up a sack last night for the Steelers, and watch his quarterback get absolutely assaulted, and. <laughs> from like five yards away, because that's how soon he got beaten to play. Doesn't go help his guy up, walks away from the... Code break. That is like, that's almost like Super going like this break. to your quarterback after a bad throw. Like, yeah. that, you just don't do that, bro. And that's telling about the offense. Yeah, Matt Canada working more with Kenny Pickett. Uh, that news broke before the game. I don't know how that affected the tickets Sunday night, but I would think it would be actually negative on the Steelers' side. But but they played Yeah, better. working more with him. No, no, no! Yeah. We're good. That's not what we said. <laughs> We're good. Can we bring in one of these, uh, like, Justin Fields quarterback coach even? Uh, Non-existent. No, the guy uh, in the offseason. There's a guy that... The guru. I forget. The guru. Just bring him in. All right, so Atlanta and Detroit, which I thought was going to be the game of the week, Thousand was like... Fights. I could not... I couldn't watch the game. It was just gross. I watched it because I had, like, a bunch of money on the Falcons plus four. And it was apparent early that Detroit last week, when they said Dan Campbell got a podium and he said, you know, it's bad news when he's like, after a loss, smiling, I'm happy to be back in the mud. Like, this is where we need to be. And I really do think for the Lions, like they needed a bit of a wake up call. I'm not saying the team got cocky, but they need to lose the game. Okay. Let's remember who we are. Burn we talked the about them. Mask. Yeah. We talked about them. Burn the scheme as we talked about them last week not being aggressive in a key situation at the end of the game. I thought defensively uh, last week, the, the tight ends ran rough shot over them. The middle of the field was wide open. They did a good job, played more cover three, made Ritter throw the ball outside the hashes. And Ritter, you know, like, I'm not trying to pile on. Last week, I wasn't very popular in the YouTube section talking about Desmond Ritter. I think he's fine. But if your team's going where you want it to go, I think you need a little bit more upside at some point. And I'm just saying, like, the processing at times in a game where it's 13-3 to in the fourth quarter, you got to hit pits on that. And golf missed some, too. There's going to be – we'll get to golf. Like, at some point, golf's going to have to win them games. I'm nervous about it. But, you know, when you miss that shot, you're a little bit late processing. When you do have opportunities late in the game, it's third and four. You know, you're down 13-3. That's still a ball game, and you, you miss on, you know, an out route or a comeback. I forget what it was, but he's low to Drake London on third and four. Like, I'm, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to be cool about it, but if I'm a Falcons fan, because I do like the team, I want to see a little bit better quarterback play. And I also thought on first and second down, it was one of the worst performances of the season so far for anybody. They were in third and nine. And, the, and, and on the other side of things, it's hard for Desmond Ritter to convert third and nine all day. And when they were in third and manageable, they, like I mentioned earlier, they didn't do a good job. So it wasn't like he played awful. 
But on first and second down, I thought that Atlanta played awful as a team. And Brian Branch was as good a player as there was on the field. Hutchinson had two sacks. He's he, on my he got on the board. Team. Always big games. Good for Hutch. Brian Branch, though, PFLs in the run game, knifing in on first and second down, knifing into the flat to make plays on swing passes. Like, he created negatives like a D lineman and a guy that they need to step up because Gardner Johnson is out. And so, you know, like, that that was the big thing for me. It was like Detroit stood up. Uh, they did enough offensively. Listen, it wasn't pretty, but they got the win. And Detroit need, Detroit loves these kind of games. And these styles, like, styles make fights, bro. Styles make fights. I know this as an alignment. There's some guys that may not be a marquee player, but for me, it's a physical mismatch. Like, yeah. they have the advantage. When I see the Lions and the Falcons, I say styles make fights because the arty party is based on what? Running the ball. Yeah. Having a lead. Low-scoring games. Being able to rely on your backs and your defense to keep you in the games. Well, you go play the Lions, and they have this three-headed monster on offense. He has the ability to layer the ball all over the field. I mean, Ross St. Brown is an elite receiver. Mm -hmm. I love the guy. I love his demeanor. I love the way he is after the catch. Take a look at Laporta. Laporta's productivity is off the fucking Off the charts, charts dude. And we saw it from week one. I mean, you, you say, this guy's going to be so heavily involved. How are people going to stop him? And you know how dangerous tight ends are, particularly in the past game. And then you look at Gibbs. Not flashy, explosive numbers, but if I'm an O-lineman and I'm getting on the bus after that game, I'm dapping him up. I'm saying, let's go get him next week. Let's get to 100 next well, week. Well, also, just being out there, he creates mismatches and layers of game planning that you have to go through because he is an outlier. And Laporta, I thought this week, there's some value in not knowing if your star is going to be up in St. Brown. Is like, I don't know when they knew that he'd be up, but sometimes having a game plan and go through the exercise of, okay, if he's down, how are we going to get the ball to the right people and be able to win this game? I thought, I thought Detroit uh, played really well and the defense stole the show uh offense did just enough we talked about it i mean making desmond make those tough throws and uh and doing a good job in the run game on first and second down so uh they saw a lot of stack boxes last week atlanta did i don't know what the stack box count was this week for for the falcons but they were like top five in the league last week they have to have answers on first and second down for teams that say hey i'll make the quarterback beat us one jack campbell equals two human yes He's pretty, I, I like Jack. So Cameron. they can play man down. Yeah, okay. So, and, and on the other side of things, I mean, you, you had, uh, you had the, uh, the Jags and the Texans. Um, Jags, Texans. Listen, I just, the Jags are going to be okay. I, the people are going to, the sky is falling on the Jaguars. I'm not just saying this because I trust the coach. I, he's played, yeah, I played for him. Uh, but if you look at how close they were in the red zone a week ago, it's inexcusable. But when you ask a wide receiver, you know, I play with or, you know, commentate with Ocho. And I'm like, what do you think about this? What do you think about that? The passing game takes a month with new pieces to get into a rhythm. And I do think him and Calvin Ridley, Trevor Lawrence are off right now. Third down was the story of the game. Red zone last week. Little red zone popped up this week, but it was mainly third down. Um... I thought, you know, like Ridley, 91 yards in the first quarter of week one. I thought it was the fantasy king. He's had 81 cents, basically. So, um, third downs, first series, big Calvin Ridley drop. You know, they get the slot fade matchup with the linebacker. And uh, these are the plays early in a game when you're playing a team that you don't think is as good as you. You have to hit. And they let him stick around a lot like the Colts. 
uh, and they miss a field goal because they can't convert on third down. Second series, ETN, who played well, tripped at the mesh point, punt. So, like, the run game gets involved. Third series, run game gets going, then you get another Ridley drop that would have been a first down, and Will Anderson blocks that field goal. Fourth series, second and six, uh, mid-second quarter, uh, Ridley breaks the stop route too slow, and they miss each other on third down, I think it was. So, you know, like, they, they think third and four or whatever it is, like third and manageable, they can't even get that fifth series driving into half, and Trevor hits Agnew, and they fumble on third and ten. So even when they convert. Third and four is like, you've got to be like peeling bananas, dude. Yeah, and so second half, you know, they get some good drives and then a busted cut. They get one good drive and a busted coverage TD to Kirk. So they didn't really have a lot going, and they have a grounding late in the fourth, um, you know, or in the in the fourth that sets up fourth and twenty. I think it was in the fourth. I'm not sure. Yep. But but the the you know like, it's just all these little things. Everybody takes a turn when when an offense isn't firing, and in the passing game, everybody took a turn. Trevor threw a pick. Uh, great play by Cashman gets under that dig route in the second half. I, I think they're going to be fine, but when you look at like when you break it down that way, the, the answers we need are right there. Like we have the firepower, um, you know, we we have the players. I think it's going to take time. And the the troubling thing for me is Doug after the the game at the podium looks white as a ghost because four pressures, four hits for the D line. And you're playing a team that gave up 11 sacks the first two weeks. With like a group that has four O-linemen down. Four O-linemen down. Like, that should be a money week a for you as a D. Four O-linemen down, rookie quarterback on the road, dude. Yikes. And you and With you, Doug Peterson. And you hit him four times. So two weeks in a row, Jags fans have been in that pool. Like, this is... This is this Run is the Philly Groundhog special. Day, dude. All right. I want this breakdown to be mainly about the Texans because... Same, same. And Brevin uh, from the Texans said this, and I thought this was awesome. He said, the best thing that happened to us last year, and the Texans didn't know it at the time, was Lovey Smith beating the, the Colts in the game of the year. Because, you know, the guys are feeling in that locker room like they got the right guy. And the numbers back it up. But more than anything, the tape backs it up. And, you know, like, I just thought, and by the way, the Jags on the other side of things didn't address the key departure. Arden Key, who's like your second best rusher, he goes to Tennessee. He's playing pretty well. You don't address that. Um, you know, Jags special teams were bad, the whole thing. But, but again, Texans, you go in there, you have the ball for a bunch of time in the first quarter. I don't know. You, it's not like they had it for 10 minutes, but they had the. When you go on the road with a young quarterback, you want to settle in. Mm -hmm. So they settled in. Check. Calm you that crowd down. Solid run game. You hit your explosives. Tank Dell runs right by, I think it was Darius Williams. Um, and more than anything, I'm just impressed with Stroud. I mean, like, he's a passer. He has touch. He really does. Like, I watch quarterbacks. Zach Wilson's been in the league five years, I feel like. And he doesn't know how not to throw a fucking fastball. Yeah. This kid right off the bat, it's just like he, he has touch on the ball. Watch his eyes. He's so it's calm. It's the Madden generation, dude. These I, I'm kind of tongue-in-cheek when I say this but I've played a lot of Madden recently and my understanding of coverages and layering the football and having touch on passes. Cause I was a guy that was bullet pass every time when I first started you playing were just Madden. Hitting X super and hard. I feel like that's Zach Wilson panic. Oh, that guy's open. Throw it now. Yeah. Stroud's like, okay, that guy's even with the backer. I'm going to throw it now with some touch. And now he's leaving. 
Yep. If he's even, he's leaving. That's yep. how CJ Stroud sees the game. And I and I just thought I just thought overall he looked like an absolute grown up out there. And I'm so happy for this family. You know, the Texans family. We've made some contacts with the Texans. We had D'Amico and we had Nick on and like we love Everett, who's there, our guy. Uh, Everett Gearlings. Yeah. So shout out to those guys. But like they're a good team full of good good people. Like, I don't mean they're a good team this year, like they're going, but like everything they've done, you talk about like a family. Okay, this kid's a good seed, this CJ Stroud kid, but he's got good parents. You know, like they they go out, they try to shore up the offensive line. It doesn't work. You get sacked 11 times. They have answers week three. They got the run game going. They protect him. Uh, he's well coached. It's just the perfect uh, family nucleus, Kyle. And Slowick mixes in a good bit of gap scheme. Talked about that with, with the Shanahan tree, like more gap scheme, like you're seeing in Miami. And they had answers versus the blitz. And Jacksonville kind of played off, and they made him pay. And we're talking about, uh, you know, preseason. We're talking about Trevor Lawrence MVP conversation. We're talking about the Jaguars winning the division, going away. Um, but you look at this, and it says, you know, uh, the the Texans won their fifth in a row in Jacksonville. They've now won 16 of the past 19. There's some weird matchups with things every in the AFC with South. everything that's made about the Patriots Jets matchup. How soon are we going to see with C.J. Stroud continuing to be the guy in Houston? Um, improvement from this team overall. This could end up being a Patriots Jets. Do you think we're going to see 15? I think we could just continue to see this yeah. trend. I mean, I, I don't know. C.J. Stroud, prove me wrong. Show me that I'm wrong. Well, here's here here's where I would say, hey, the next time it's different. If you're Jacksonville, you look at all those third downs and you say, hey, they killed all our drives. I mean, and you know the special team stuff. You're not going to do that. They gave up a, a return to a uh, like a fullback. Yeah. Yep. Like not good. By the way. It wasn't just uh, Dan Connolly, there's open space. Yeah. There was open space at the beginning. Yeah. But he he had some torpedoes coming yeah. out of his legs, going down no the question. right sideline. The athleticism, you know, that one's for the culture, Nate. That was, that was for the culture. 255-pound fullback white yeah. guy making yeah. his way down the field. Look at that paint job Stumbling, on that guy. With a, <laughs> I mean, that guy is, he's not supposed to be out there. Yeah, he looked like a Cadillac of, going down um, the field. So that's not going to happen every week. It's not going to happen no. every week. And, but, but C.J. Stroud will happen every week, and he'll continue to get better. I think he's going to get better and better. And um, Trevor again, Lawrence is... Again, you look at these quarterbacks. We talked about it pre-draft. I said I would have gone Richardson, then Stroud, then, then, then Young. And it's, I think all of them are going to be fine in their own ways. I think Young looks fine. It's just, all better than Justin Fields right now. Situation. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, but Richardson gives you the upside. Stroud gives you the veteran kind of like... Poise. There's no, and there's not a throw he can't make, yeah. and he doesn't see himself making confidently. Yep. Okay, so New Orleans and Green Bay. We just had a. Um, I love it. I love it. We we just had a game where there was a lot of scoring. <laughs> this game was 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 lopsided for a little bit, and not a lot of and and I I picked the Packers early in the week, like I threw them in a, a parlay, and I always got to check the injury report. Because, oh, buddy, not good. I didn't do that because man. Um, you know, like Watson's down, Bakhtiari, Jenkins. No good. Alexander's out. Campbell leaves early. So, like, the Packers, again, sloppy. Romeo you know, Dobbs, though, not sloppy. Dobbs, not sloppy. <laughs> Two penalties to start the game. First half alone, there's three or four third down penalties. They open the second half with one. You get the two special teams penalties and a punt return for a touchdown. Even the fourth and two they drew up, which would have worked. It was the <laughs> halfback throwback to Jordan Love where he's slipping. He's got the wrong... Cleats on, dude. I thought he busted his groin. Yeah, I know. 
But that was sloppy. And, like, I, and I was also like, I thought Green Bay had the good grass. <laughs> and I think I, I think LaFleur is a really good coach, but it's not showing up in the penalty aspect of things. I think he's doing a good job with this young quarterback. Um, now, Love didn't play his, his best game. I mean, they had... When they needed him, though. When they needed him. He took shots. Yeah. He threw confident balls. But and, that's where I was going. And Yeah, sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, no, I don't <laughs> want Packers fans to be like, what? But Chris like, as a, Bears fan, as a Bears fan, I'm like, fuck, that's so frustrating because... They're down. They seem out of it. But Rashawn Gary picks up his team. Three sacks. You know, Carr goes down. I, I, I hope he's obviously going to be okay because he's a lot of fun to watch every week. Jameis stalls out. And then you get Jordan Love, and the Packers fans are rolling. He's throwing some 50-50 balls. They get a couple flags their way. Yeah. Romeo Dobbs with a great play in the end zone. Hey, hey, Jameis, he led a game-winning drive that was missed by You know, he did. I'm not there yet. Was. I'm not there yet. <laughs> but what I'm saying is Jordan Love did everything – in his power in the second half to right the wrongs from the first. Well, with yeah. all the pieces down, he had to make plays. He ran the ball well down the sideline. He had like a 30-yard run to extend a drive. They go read option down in the red area. They make the wrong read on defense. He waltzes in. I like the Packers team. If they can win games like this, they can win well, when they this get their was boys a, back. This is a gut check because you go down 17 nothing, and, you know, like you said, Jordan Love – I mean, not his best game early, but the thing that keeps me in with him is the high-end throws. Like, the reason I never, like, I, I don't waver on Jordan Love is because when he has to make high-end throws, he makes them. So, like, I like the upside of Jordan Love. And, you know, like, 16-play drive, 12-play drive, they both come up empty. You start the fourth quarter at 17 nothing. You're not supposed to win that game. No. And, you know, I thought the Saints, you know, the, obviously the Packers' D-line kept him in it. Rashawn Gary... Not a lot of times you see a guy with three sacks and all three of them he earns. His get-off is Okay, his get-off's insane. And by the way, when he hurt Derek Carr, the people in the Fox TV truck went to commercial with Heavy by Collective Soul. And Heavy by Collective Soul, if you look up the, I had to spam this, the lyrics are like, all your weight down on me. Uh, the whole thing. How about how, so the guys in the TV how long truck, did he pimp that sack? I mean, a while, but he didn't know Derek was down. But the whole thing is like, 30 seconds? Yeah. The whole thing is like the Packers D-line kept him in. Kenny Clark was like almost too charged up at the beginning of the game. He was – those guys came to play. And I think a big key is when New Orleans goes up 17-0, they were so good inside that New Orleans couldn't run the ball inside. No. They had to start getting on the edges in the second half. That's a great point. You know, if you're up 17-0, you got to be able to run the ball. We're in four minutes for two yeah, quarters. Yeah, and, and I thought those guys like played a huge role in the pass and the run and keeping them in this game. But you talked about that fourth quarter. That second touchdown drive was like a tour de force by Jordan Love and the, and the offense. You got the P.I. shots. We said that last week with Atlanta. They took one late and one, one early, and they hit those shots and got penalties. They drew two penalties, and then they end up in the red zone. And you talk about the read play where Jordan Love with the game on the line on fourth down, the, one of the best fucking linebackers in Saints history, Demario Davis, has got him one-on-one, -on -one, makes him miss point conversion which is huge because it puts the pressure on the saints because if they take the ball again they've been going three and out they've been conservative because of Jameis. they're running th third and six they're running the screen um at that point they pucker up and that's exactly what happened now like to your to your point nate mm -hmm. Jameis had a game-winning drive i mean it's a 46 yard field goal but the way the cookie crumbles and jordan love comes out of it with a win uh, I liked what the kicker had to say in his post-game presser as well. Hats off to him. That's a young professional who understands how it goes. I tweeted out, you know, this loss ended up being a win for this kicker. We've seen a lot of kickers who blame the operation. I don't know if he feels that way today, no. but I think you probably helped him out 
with that. I, I think there's a ton of people that probably reached out to him. Yeah, probably. I mean, and it's tough. The Saints tough probably reached out. I didn't realize to... they had 15 year olds on the roster. <laughs> the yeah. Saints probably yeah. reached out to a few kickers too. <laughs> yeah, well, I, for a second we were wondering if they're going to reach out to quarterbacks, but the bottom line is don't um, go on the Today it's Show. An AC sprain, and I think Derek will be back. But you know, like for a team with aspirations of winning this division, you really need Jameis Winston to step up. It can't just be the type of stuff you saw yesterday, which was very conservative. You're going to get Kamara back next week. So one thing, big boost. I know one thing, Taysom Hill, anytime touchdown, it's going to look real nice for the next upcoming week. Oh, it's going to look good. But the odds will reflect that, I believe. They know what time it is. So, Chargers-Vikings, I don't want to spend too long in this game. I mean, like, these teams have earned their way into, like, the 10 spot here uh, on the breakdowns. I, um, I just think it's so funny because we were talking about Brandon Staley and the fact that he might not be able to get on the plane after the game if they lose this. Mm. The difference in him getting on the plane and not getting on the plane or getting that tap on his shoulder in first class is it's nothing. You know, like I said this yesterday, if I was Brandon Staley or if Ron Rivera was on the road and I had to get on the plane, I would ask if I could sit in the jump seat so I could see, <laughs> you know, like backwards because you don't want to get that tap. You don't want the GM to come sneak up on you. You got to fucking cut me to my face. So I would have been Brandon Staley. I was like, can I turn this chair around? You know what they did to me? They just shut off my key. Did they? The did they? That's the best way to do with you. And I was like, it's a Jamal Adams video where he yeah. can't get in the facility. That yeah. was like, ah, okay. Was it really? I get it. Damn. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> but they, but Staley's key still works. And why? <laughs> because the Vikings botched it. I mean, like, I want to give off. credit to the Chargers. Justin Herbert had a great day. Great day. Blue arm sleeve. He you noticed that? No, Bevel, I didn't. Bevel but... Conway, he wore the swag sleeve. Did he? Chase Daniel tweeted about it before the game. He said, watch out. Herbert played well, and the offense played well. No surprise there. The defense, you know, more problems. J.C. Jackson's a healthy scratch, the whole thing. Like, Minnesota hadn't had a 10-yard run all year. The first fucking series, Madison or Akers for, for 11. And, you know, you're just like, okay, this defense is it's always going to be a work in progress as long as Staley's there or until the season ends. But with the game on the line, deciding to go for it, I didn't have as much of an issue with that. I know that's kind of his thing. He has a fetish. But let Justin Herbert try to win you that game, the first two downs. You know, you, you get to third down, you run the ball, um, or fourth down, you run the ball, and all of a sudden the Vikings have a chance. And, and everybody saw this, the Vikings burning 10, 15 seconds off the clock, trying to get down there with under 20 seconds to go. Oof. And instead of spiking the ball, mm. they have this play that I guess it was – Nolan, what was confusion because they yeah. they had a zone beater and they yeah. saw man. Yeah, and they know they're going to get man based on uh, the red zone series they had prior. They like running down there, and you just have classic spacing concept where first man. Yeah, you want man route. You want man beaters. You want zig routes. You know, in and outs. You want yeah. the crossing routes. But they go with this zone beater because of the hurry up. They don't even get an opportunity to diagnose, and you got to snap the ball. The clock's yeah. running. Next thing you know. You're down 17 seconds. But you had them. You held them to 10 points midway through the third. So, like, there was some improvement by the defense in the points column. Um, and the Chargers held up better in coverage. So, I'm not trying to say rain on the parade. But you're going to lose Mike Williams now for a period oh, of time. So brutal. You know, it's it, and, and offensively, like, they don't have that little... We talked about man beaters. We talked about, like, the little short yardage situations. The, the pop screens and the, the little stuff. 
like you don't have a little guy out there. You've got all these power forwards, and now you're down a power for, power forward. So, as a guy who was all on the Chargers this year, I, I you know it's just more of the same. I might never pick them again. Um, they have a hard road ahead, and Brandon Staley hanging on by the skin of his teeth. This week, I think they play the Raiders um, because this was the week that I thought you know if you were going to give Kellen Moore a run. How about Kellen Moore sitting there at the end of the game, like, yeah, if we lose this game. Huh? My future looks bright. He's like, huh? Yeah. So I, I this was a perfect Chargers Vikings game. It was drunk, a lot of offense, especially late. So drunk. And for dude. people that had the over, you had to just be beside yourself. Um, because you were out of it, then you were back in it, and it just didn't happen at the end. Cowboys Cardinals. I made the Cowboys fans wait until they want to know what's wrong with my team. Well, you got to wait for an hour and a half. I want to hear what you had to say because I didn't even... I know exactly what's I wrong. I didn't watch. I know exactly what's wrong because, you know, like in the 4 p.m.s, I catch up on the 1 p.m.s and um, I kind of watch the game. But if I had to go right after the game, I would have given a really shitty breakdown. So I stayed up watching this late. And um, this was like a nobody bleeds, my, makes me bleed my own blood game for the Cowboys. <laughs> but like the Cardinals make you bleed your own blood. Like... You bled your own blood yesterday. And um, they were banged up. So, you know, three offensive linemen down. That's a big deal. Diggs is an adjustment on defense. They played a lot of man. And I think we were talking about it. I think because you lose Diggs, the communication part of it, you want to just be able to just seamlessly transition. You think, hey, this is the Cardinals. We're not going to let Josh Dobbs beat us. We can man up. They're not going to just. But here's what the Cardinals did. They threw the ball 20 times. Okay, their game plan was to frustrate Micah Parsons, to run the ball at Micah Parsons. You know, we saw the don't block Micah Parsons game last year where people were like, this is the future. I like the run at Micah Parsons. Well, it's not even the running at him. It's not like, you know, some people say you watch the broadcast, oh, they're running at Micah Parsons. It's not like Micah Parsons get blown off the ball. No, but but what it is is challenging him every play. You're making him reduced to a five. You're throwing two tight ends over there. You're not giving him the same look at all. And I, I, I haven't seen Micah Parsons in a while look. Like, they, they, they go play action pass, and they single him uh, against the tight end. And he's kind of standing there. He's indecisive, and he's not attacking. And I've been there as a player where, you know, because we had Robert Quinn or Aaron Donald, and maybe you count me and some depth guys. It's hack-a-shack, dude. What it is is, like, being on a good D-line can actually take you out of your rhythm because teams will game plan that so hard. And, you know, they gave him all these looks. Nothing ever looked the same to him. And then they give him a two-man surface. And he's jetting up the field. The three technique goes inside inexplicably. And Rondell uh, Moore goes for a touchdown. And Gabe. so, like, you know, it's just it's just they varied the looks. We talked about the don't block him game. This is the block the shit out of him game. It made him less aggressive. Uh, and, and early, the run game, you look up in the first quarter, they have fucking 80 yards rushing halfway through the first quarter. The Cardinals, James Conner. And everybody's taking the turn. The, the inside guys... Second level guys on the read option. Um, they just, everybody took a turn. And I think there's something to this. Like, you, I do think you can run the ball in the Cowboys a little bit. Because this wasn't like they were playing fucking um, Justin, Tur- Justin Herbert or Tua or one of these guys. They're playing Josh Dobbs. And you, you can't stop the run game. Um, I don't know, man. You so, don't get to use your X-Men powers if you're just playing the runoff and the guys in the back end got beat too like you know with the game on the line they got a chance with nine minutes to go to force a punt and go go win the thing 
And it was just that kind of game. They 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 turned Michael Wilson loose for an explosive, and then you know in the red zone, Brown out leverages Gilmore, and um, you know that was it. So the Cowboys' offense, I'm I'm less worried about. Dak is Dak is a good quarterback. He didn't do anything, but he didn't on the stat line that surprised me. But he also didn't make a couple of throws. I think would have won them the game or kept them in it in the red zone. And they were as good a team as any in the red zone last year. They have been bad in the red zone lately. Did he throw a red zone pick yesterday? He did throw a red zone pick at the end of the game to Kazir White. Um, because Kazir White, and by the way, Kazir White and Kenneth Murray, two guys that were like pitted against each other in LA, and now Kazir is in Arizona by way of Philly, they both make huge plays to seal the game. So I I just think the Cowboys without that offensive line was afraid to push the ball downfield. And before they, they knew it, you know, it was too late. They realized, oh, shit, we're getting 5-5 five, five a pop on the ground. That's what they should have done the whole fucking game. The nine penalties in the first half, the rushers were frustrated. They're jumping early. 13 penalties for 100-plus over the game, but one of five in the red zone. 20 offensive plays in the red zone, 13 points, while KC, for instance, Kyle had 20 plays and 35 points. So, so many chances in the second half. Didn't win the one-on-ones in the passing game. And I loved Arizona getting them with the cramp move in that last red zone uh, possession because they're going fast trying to get that touchdown. Did they stall him? And Arizona dude goes down with a cramp. Classic. And he's just rolling around, grabbing his leg. And Classic. listen, I don't love that, but you know when it happens to the Cowboys, even if it blew all my parlays. Um, but you know, like you don't get the edge guy blocked down there in the red zone on first down. Like all these things add up, and it was a compounding factor of everybody taking a turn for the Cowboys. I think they're fine. I think this is a short. A short, tough week for them losing. I don't mean short week like they played on Thursday, but short week in that you lose your best defensive backfield guy. You lose your three offensive linemen. It's hard to hit that curveball. So do you think um, it's going to be or showing like the way Stephon Gilmore played? Maybe it's it's a little bit too much pressure. You know, like sometimes guys are good like when they don't have to think. And maybe if Stefan Diggs was that play caller back there setting things up, it's kind of easy to play Trayvon off Diggs, someone. Trayvon, I mean, Trayvon. Trayvon, yeah, Trayvon Diggs, sorry. It's easy to play off someone when you can just know that, hey, he's going to get everyone in the right spot and I just got to play. I just got to play this. But now with him being hurt in the middle of the week, maybe all that pressure. What's the communication? Comes. I mean, yeah. that's the whole thing. Like, And that's why I think they ran more man and like, I, I do think the secondary with him out, I said early in the week, if anybody can survive it, it's Dallas because of the pass rush. But I don't think the secondary is like a huge plus for you without Diggs, mm -hmm. even with Gilmore. Yeah. And so I think it's the comms. It's the top end ability to turn the ball over. He was the ball hawk. So, you know, they got some adjusting to do. But if I'm a Dallas fan... I'm not going to panic, even though I'm sure yesterday there were some TVs broken and that sort of thing, because that was frustrating. The chat is pointing out that the Cardinals the last few years have owned, like last year, Kyler yeah. beat him 25-22. Even back to the days of Jake the Snake, the Cardinals have played the, the Cowboys really well. Back to the days of Jake the Snake. It's interesting. And, you know, there's something to that. It's like, you know, Seattle last year got beat by Carolina, I think, up there. And as somebody who bet Seattle, I'm sitting there the whole game like, oh, this, this movie again something about teams just like the oh 
like even looking at the uniform, it's like good vibes. Like we we play well against this team. <laughs> yeah. And uh, also, it was like a, an away game for the Cardinals at times. Uh, you know, with all those Cowboys fans headed to the desert. I'm They're sure everywhere. Huh? They're everywhere, anyways. But I just want to shout out Dobbs and Gannon. I'm really happy for Dobbs getting that first win under their belt. Um, Gannon was the laughing stock. Shots verticals. Oh, you're that big. You're that big tackle or whatever he said. People were making him kind of laughing stock and the end of these games and they've had the lead the first three weeks at the half so they're doing some things right but the end of these games i'm watching gannon and there's this whole like are they tanking are they not and he's just got this like stone cold look that he he just he's not smiling he's not he's not frowning but i think he's low-key pretty satisfied with the fact that people in philly thought get him the fuck out of here mm-hmm. <laughs> They're not playing as well in Philly to start the season. People made fun of him for his sound bites. And you know what? He can coach because he got the Arizona Cardinals ready to play. I think they all took the bus over, you know, show of hands. He got the Cardinals ready to play against a team that everybody thought was going to go 17-0. I think people underestimate how strange and it a person it takes to be an NFL coach, particularly a good one. Um, and we've all been around head coaches, and they're all a little bit off socially. Yeah. So when I see Jonathan Gannon going into Arizona and taking over that job, and he has those interactions on camera, and people are quick to make fun, it's like these guys are wired differently. They see the world differently. Their brains are a bit different. And you can't judge a guy by a soundbite. No. Everybody got on Dan Campbell a year ago. I'm not comparing the two, but you know, like he was everybody's laughing stock guy at the podium. Brandon Staley wows you. Wow, this guy's really progressive and look at how intense he is another unique thinker and urban meyer is urban meyer but like you just it's hard to call this stuff and the guy who made the least noise in the coaching carousel this year is is shane spikeman and spikeman has been balling dude like spikeman might be the best coach that was hired so you just never know kyle i'm gonna let you rant again about the chicago bears and uh, then we'll get to our uh, mentions well uh i i gotta say this about the chicago bears it's just another week of of being embarrassed to be a bears fan you know what i spent about 30 minutes last night watching 2013 2014 highlight films yeah. of the bears and Ooh. it's just it's just different i mean the structure of the team is not there yeah. you know people ask why it's like it's just a lack of talent Cursed. it's a lack of they experience curse. and a lack of talent but also the excuse is this is a young defense, right? This is a young defense. You know, the D.C. was let go last week uh, amid allegations of whatever. FBI is going to raid the building again to get that tape. So, so that's ugly. takes over this young defense. But then you look at the other side of the field, and the Chiefs have a younger defense. Yeah. And they're flying around making plays. They're in the right spot. They're well coached. They're a team that's going to win. Um, and obviously it starts with Patrick Mahomes, um, who breaks another record here this this past week. Um, obviously there was some a star-studded fans in the crowd but for me when it comes to when it comes to the bears when it comes to the bears uh they just they just don't they don't match up with anybody they don't match up with anybody um the only good thing i saw was the one-handed catch from dj moore at the end of the game down the sideline there was one down the right sideline that just sailed and the body language of dj moore on that ball was everybody at home wearing navy and orange because you can just see him deflate before the ball even hits the ground He's like, I've got this guy out leverage. I'm along the red line. Put the ball in the bucket on the right-hand side. It's not there. Fields opens up the game early with a big scramble, and people are like, here we go. He's here cutting loose. Go. And Chris Jones is like, not so fast, my friend. Mm-hmm. Mike Dana, Willie Gay, Justin Reed. They have a bunch of characters on this defense that play together. They play strong. But for the Bears, it's obvious that 
Coach Eberflus is in over his head. It's obvious that Justin Fields is not the guy. Mm. Yeah. Mm. It's obvious to me that Ryan Poles would like to have some of these moves back. Yeah. Um, and it's obvious to me that we're probably the most downtrodden franchise in the NFL right now. And the joke was rebuilding since 1954 Detroit Lions. Well, it's the rebuilding since 1985 Chicago Bears currently. Well, see, there there are the Jets, so you guys have company, but it's it's a very different. You know thing. what the Jets? You know what the Jets fans say? What? But our defense. You yeah. know what we say? <laughs> we got all this draft capital. Due process. Allen uh, could be back. Uh, you know, like I, uh, I, I with the Justin Fields thing. I, this might be the time where I'm. Can you can you get me the the stairs so I can get off the bandwagon? Just walk next to it. Okay, it's on fire. Because because listen. I do think in a parallel universe, Justin Fields going somewhere else, coach differently in a better system, maybe they get the most out of him, but it just seems to me that the fans that I was arguing with stupidly, because you guys have been in this factory of sadness since 1985, you know better than me, you're like, ah, I don't want to give that first round pickup to get Chris Jones. <laughs> and I'm like... Hey, man, Justin Fields, really exciting last year. Like, they're going to get better. The whole thing, they've gotten worse. They still have the pick. Uh, I feel bad for Justin Fields, but I'm also starting to, that's starting to wear off because, because at least you got to go out on your sword. And it, it, it just feels like they're, they're, they play it safe and they're not very good. And Justin Fields, this is the reality of the NFL. The context around you dictates a lot when it comes to your career. And I don't think if he got shipped out that, that I don't think it's a, a certainty that he's not ruined mentally. Like, I don't know how you come back. It takes from a toll that. on you. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I don't know. I don't know how this plays to out a br to a brighter side here. I'll talk about the chiefs real quick. Cause I know we have chief fans that listen as well. Yeah. Um, I love what this offense looks like with all the characters in there. Obviously we know that it's a great offense and Pat's the man, but with Kelsey on the field, Pat's comfort level with all the other targets, knowing that Travis is there, yeah. going to be finding the soft spots, his comfort level with all the other targets on the field is increased. And he's figuring out who he can rely on. Um, I love the red. We talk about red area uh, yeah. mishaps. This whole recap of Sunday, there's a lot of red area mishaps. And you alluded to the Chiefs' success in the red area. and They're not reinventing the wheel. They line up with Travis off the ball, outside the right tackle, what am I thinking? They're going to run the shovel pass. They're going to run the, the, the right guard's going to pull to the second level. He's going to seal off the inside backer. They're going to leave the left end and they're going to walk into the end zone. You know what? They do it. And the defense looked like they hadn't seen it on film. Yeah. That's the problem for me. Yeah. Um, they run a protection yesterday on a shot down the right side of the field. There's two receivers streaking down the right side outside the numbers. Mahomes standing up at 10 yards in the pocket with nobody around him. It's a byproduct of the protection. They're running gap protections. They're being aggressive. They're letting Donovan Smith attack the end, knowing that Tooney's on his inside. Everybody else inside of him That's a good move for has him. their yeah. back. And you know what? Jawan Taylor, while he can't fucking line up right, he's blocking his ass off at right tackle. And I want people to know that. Andy Heck knows that. Andy Reid knows that. That's why they're putting him on an island in that protection. That's, that's a tough sledding for a right tackle. Yeah. When you're in man, everybody else is in gap. And also, shout out to number 87, Travis Kelsey, playing a little mini right tackle there. 
on that explosive play. I see a TK showing off there. Showing so, out. Kyle, if there's any team that's going to beat the Bears by a bunch, it's, it's a team that you played for and like, and so that's silver lining. It was good. I had yeah. some good laughs. Okay. Kind of twisted situation for you, but, uh, yeah, Bears fans, I don't know. You, you always do this Georgia thing. Can Georgia beat? Can Bama beat? What's the line? And when Fields <laughs> got hit in the head, yeah. he came out of the game, and then he came back in the game yeah. down a million points. It was so telling to me what they think about him. Yeah, they're not going to protect him. No. Um, all right, I got an ad read real quick. Little Caesars is a mainstay on game day here at Greenlight. We order online one hour before NFL games during Little Caesars pizza pizza pregame. So we're ready for some football and fun. It's a pizza, pizza win, and you can win too by choosing your favorite Little Caesars pizza or customizing your favorite Little Caesars toppings and then ordering and using Little Caesars convenient delivery or our in-store pizza portal pickup. So on game day, order from Little Caesars, meet up with your buddies and enjoy a few slices during the tastiest hour before kickoff. Little Caesars, the official pizza sponsor of the NFL. Pizza, pizza. There we go. Pizza. There we go. Okay, we got our mentions to, to wrap this thing up. All this right. has been fun so far, by the way. Week two, thanks for yeah, joining us. This fun. Awesome. No, yeah, well, yeah, guys guys and gals out there, uh, you know, appreciate you. We'll keep this thing going. We love going live. Um, we did America's Teams to start out. Let's get to the mentions. Okay, Bevel Conway. Oh, Bevel Conway. We're going to start with the Be Bevel Conway. Co it, as we do. College and pro. I got if a any of you didn't catch the old ass whooping in Austin, it doesn't rain in Austin Stadium, but sometimes there's a chance of stripes. Mm. There was a stripe out. Mm. Odd numbers wear yellow. Even oh. numbers wear green. Next oh, thing really? you know, stripe out. I thought it looked awesome. Yeah. On brand for Nike, along with Kenny Farr's uh, heat uh, heat changing cleats. Did you see those cleats? They changed no. with the heat. Yeah, no yeah. Way. It's like, you remember you put your thumb on that thing in the 90s and it would show your thumbprint in like green or whatever? They have cleats like that. Really? Dan Lanning says. Like remember you remember like had like the bullshit mood. Dan Lanning says it's remember easy for me pumps? to tell it's who's like a working bullshit on. mood ring, bro. Yeah, remember mood you... ring. That's a mood ring. <laughs> Kenny Farr, the equipment director. Pumps. Shout out to Kenny Farr for that move. It was awesome. So I'll give it to, I'll give it to, uh, I've got a college and a pro. I, I, you know, obviously you have, when you get the, the old school teams playing each other, like Notre Dame, Ohio State, beautiful. Notre Dame out there in the all green. The a lot of white helmet. folks at that game. Definitely. <laughs> I thought the white out was in Penn State. Um, but they, Come here. Um, Come here. It's easy. It's a layup. And then in the pro game, you get Sunday night, you get the beautiful Raiders against the beautiful Steelers. And then I, I, as just a scene, the 12s. Uh, and listen, a lot of people think that because I played for the Rams, I'm going to hate the Niners. I got in an argument with a fan this week because I'm saying too many nice things about the Niners. Doesn't that mean that I'm doing my job well? Uh, and then Seattle, uh, you know, I hate those guys. We never went up there, but it is undeniably a fun place to play. I mean, you can tell from a distance. I was watching the end of that that game they honored the 12s it's raining it's like the same weather every sunday 4 p.m p.m game in seattle and there's penalties there's noise there's false starts jaron reed sacks people are going nuts pete carroll's like you know he's spitting he's his hype in the, the he's staring at a replay like this <laughs> <laughs> and he's chewing his gum it's just like a total seattle scene and it brought me back so i'll give i'll, I'll give a nod to them as well uh, okay, so now what do we got? Here? Best flight. Best flight. Well, the best flight for me has got to be the Houston flight. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, not not too far. 
Jacksonville is on the uh, Gulf Coast, Houston on the Gulf Coast. Well, if you knew anything about the weather pattern this weekend, you would understand that a lot of flights were grounded going to the northeast. So mm-hmm. if you're going south and west, that's where you or just be. directly west, that's where you want to be. Also, DJ <clears throat> Stroud, baby. Yeah. That's that the guy. It has me thinking, we got the wrong Buckeyes. Man. Got the yeah. Wrong Buckeyes. And how about him breaking the curse of Ohio State quarterbacks? Yep. He, he's mm-hmm. best flight. I'm going JMU. Shout out to your Dukes going out to Utah State. <laughs> Uh, getting a win and flying back. So, you know, like I... It's, all cell phones intact. All cell phones intact. I don't know if you saw, I was showing the Kyle, the, the yeah, coach The coach showed the refs because they ran a fake field goal for a score, but the guy went out of bounds. He has white cleats. It looks, the white sideline looks like it was no problem. The coach shows the referees the cell phone of the guy yeah. running out no shit. of bounds. And no the ref's shit. like, you can't do that. You can't do oh, that. Oh, really? Yeah. 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 It's you freaked out. Cheap, not during the game. You oh, can't yeah. do that. But when That's the rest are being a dumbass, yeah, no. yeah, yeah. Oh, I wonder what kind of cell phone shit y'all did when there was a lightning delay. <laughs> exactly. Oh, tons. She. <laughs> she. All right. Worst flight. You give best flight, Kyle. Did you give one yet? Best flight. Yeah, Houston. Yeah. Uh, worst flight. Worst flight. I'm going to go Steelers. Uh, they got a win, but, you know, it's one of those Sunday nights on the West Coast. That's like a 6 a.m. anyways. But they had to stop in Kansas City. Travel update. More than six hours after they were scheduled to land in Pittsburgh, the Steelers finally are getting ready to take off from Kansas City. Where their plane was diverted to early this morning, Steelers should return to Pittsburgh this afternoon with their next game Sunday at Houston. You got to go on the road after that. Nothing worse than not, like, you know, I always wanted to stay somewhere after a game to get some good sleep, but you're not getting either thing. You know, you're just sitting on a plane. Imagine staying in the city the night after the game, having a relatively late curfew, Mm -hmm. and then having team meetings on the plane. Here's how I would do. Oh, that's I've, I've pitched this, Kyle. Yeah, this I've is what that's what we coaches. did. In, that's what that's how it was in the CFL. You stayed a night after games, and you just had to be at the airport by whatever that's time, or, or you got left. So <laughs> what I would do if I was a coach is I would say, "Hey, we're going straight back to the hotel, but we're staying here, and uh, you know, like in the morning, See you guys in the bar, get ready for yeah, get ready in the morning for uh, seeing the parking lot. Yeah, get ready in the morning for uh, you know some meetings on the plane." And then when we get back, we'll meet a little bit more. And you get sleep. The problem with with leaving after a Sunday night game, if you don't notice this, if you get one terrible night's sleep, you go to bed at like 6 a.m. or something, your whole week's wrecked. Mm -hmm. And I think for for players who are trying to recover from a game, it's the worst thing possible to leave after a game. Got to get that But everybody does it because coaches have to get back. Okay. Worst flight. We got that. Hollow man. I'm going to go Josh McDaniels for a couple reasons. Number one, uh, they're not very good. But number two, uh, he's kicking a field goal at the end of that game. And he's down, what is he down at that point? Eight uh, in the low red? Uh, math ain't I, math. I don't know. Here's what would have been the best possible outcome for people with the over would have been a six and missing the two-point conversion. But it's not good for the Raiders. It's not good for people who had over 43. Uh, Josh McDaniels is my hollow man. Also, anybody that bet Notre Dame, Plus three. I was one of those people. Okay. I felt really good about it. I felt bad about it. Then I felt really good about it because Ohio State ran out of time basically and scored at the end of the game, like on the last play. Maybe they scored. Maybe they didn't. I don't know. I was at Dirty Nellie's. I didn't have a good look. Uh, And then all of a sudden, I'm screaming, they're not going to kick. They're not going to kick because, you know, like they go up two. uh, And at that point, you're covering. 
they go back to the replay booth to see if it's a touchdown or not, and they they bring the field goal team back out, which, in my opinion, Sam Hartman over there looking like an absolute Hollywood actor. Sam Hartman is a dead ringer for Jesus, Kyle. Yeah. <laughs> and and if Sam if Sam Hartman and and Notre Dame with touchdown Jesus back there in that beautiful uh, stadium, somebody said they needed defense. If Jesus. they can't cover in that situation, all those Notre Dame fans praying at once, they can't cover. Vegas trotted him back out there. They kicked the extra point, which was dumb because if you block that, then they can go back overtime. and tie the game in overtime. So I, I, I don't know what they were doing. That was a McVay move. Uh, so this is the hollow man. Uh, I don't know what the state of Colorado was named after. I don't know if it's a person, hmm. but if it was, that's a hollow that man guy. because the state of Colorado took an absolute <laughs> ass whooping. 70 to 20 and 42 nothing? Buddy, and I, you know, the 112 no, no, no. Six. What about the hater from Colorado State? Oh, How did he do? How did the hater do from Colorado State? Did they win? They, they, won. they won. Okay, well, you know what? Okay. They covered him, but still, Hollow Man, State of Colorado, athletes in Colorado. I mean, the only team in Colorado that won still getting death threats, you know. Mm. Uh, so it's not a great weekend for Colorado. How'd the Rockies do? I think they Somebody lost. Get on that. I think they lost. Somebody tweeted that at me. Did they really? Yeah. God. Geez. Yeah. All right. Uh, that's what marijuana's for. If you, that shit. you know, like it's it's a good thing you can drive to a dispensary near you uh, and numb the pain. Uh, okay, game ball. No, I'll wait for game ball. Best seat, okay? A lot of people are going to say Taylor Swift, okay? <laughs> I'm going to say Donna Kelsey. This gal, if you're going to make a movie, I know Jason Kelsey has a movie, and that's great and everything. He's my boy. But I ain't watching it. If you want to make a movie about Donna Kelsey, I'm in. I'm watching. She's been like, she's in like a Forrest Gump situation all the time. She's sitting next to Taylor Swift. She's at the Super Bowl doing the coin toss. She's like... She has had just, and she earned it because she raised two of the best football players we've ever seen. And they're great guys and they're totally different. And one of them's dating Taylor Swift. Big ups to Big Red for putting them together, evidently. Big Red said he's got the assist of the century. He's stocked into Kelsey's Malone. And I just think that that's worth mentioning. Also, Bill Belichick, I don't know if it's a fake quote or not, was quoted as saying that's the best catch that Kelsey's made of his career. <laughs> Billy B. He's yeah. a Swifty. He Fresh off the relationship Swiftie. train. He's yeah. just putting the vibes out. What a catch. Oh, man. Uh, so, yeah, I, I just, I love Donna Kelsey, best seat in the house. Also, one from uh, Thursday. And for people that want to talk to Giants fans, you're not talking about our team. All right, it was just ugly. Um, but one thing from that night was Brock Purdy's high school coach in sunglasses at 11 p.m. Well, out there, it was probably like, Eight, eight o'clock uh but they they're showing this guy and he had driven up from mesa to watch his 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 high school player brock purdy play and he was having a time up there in the upper deck he bro. looked at his wife or whoever the gal was next to him and he's like my phone is blowing up and then he just slips the sunglasses yeah. down and i was like you and me buddy and at first i thought it was brock's dad and, and then I thought it was. I was like, "Why is he staring at his phone the whole game? It's third down. Brock's got the football." You know. Then what I mean? thought it was Dennis Quaid. And then they showed second. his dad, and I was like, "Yeah, kind of similar." Could still be. A, I mean, anyways. Uh oh. I mean, that's what people <laughs> online were saying. It's like one of those things. You know, they did it with. Uh, they did do it with Michael Jordan and Jimmy Butler. And Jimmy Butler that's and the same uh, thing buddy from the T uh, Wolves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Looks like him. Uh, <laughs> best Ricky seat. Rubio. No. Best seat anywhere in the stadium at Happy Valley. I don't watch Penn State games very much. Ski. I haven't been historically. We're gonna go up there. I haven't historically been a big college football fan. 
because um, there's just a lot of football to consume. But I turn these games on when I'm in the hotel room in New York getting ready for my show, and I'm like, this looks like a Game of Thrones set. You yeah. know what I mean? Like yeah. in terms of all the people, all the money, all, all the, the extras. And they're all there, and they're all wearing the right thing. You know, yeah. There's no Starbucks cups on the table. Like uh, Game of Thrones. Daenerys fucked up in that. Do you one remember the, the there was a show about a bunch of people that would just disappear? Oh, the leftovers. Aniston's, uh, leftovers. The leftovers. Yeah, and they all wore white. What a show! And smoked cigs and didn't talk. That'd be good if they did one of those nights where they all dressed up like the people from the leftovers. Leftovers smoked heaters, made no noise. That would they, be good in a culty area. So yeah. if you're in somewhere remote Utah, if you're in Arizona, if you're a Texas team. I'm going to leave Waco out of this, fan. but uh, <laughs> all white cigarettes. Yeah. Uh, okay. STL Memorial. Mm -hmm. I'm going Sam Laporta. 18 catches. Record was Keith Jackson for young guys. 1988 rookie year. Uh, Sam Laporta, 18. Snags. I'm going with week. the Houston Texans makeshift offensive line. Down four starters. C.J. Stroud going out balling again. And C.J. Stroud is like the first rookie ever to throw for, you know, Whatever the hell he's thrown for, I think it's like a thousand yards and four touchdowns, and no interceptions. C.J. Stroud in the offensive line at Steel Memorial. I, I just want to shout it, shout him out, and I don't know if I'm going to butcher his name, but Chris Strasser, uh, the offensive line coach from the uh, Texans. Mm. Yeah, to piggyback, I mean, he must have had a good week in there. Ross, with the boys, big chested on that plane. I want to make sure I got the name right, but good for him. If it um, is, call him Stross. And then, and then we've got the game ball. Mm. Uh, my game ball is going to go to D'Amico Ryans. I was, I like this, this group, man. I think they're good people. I think D'Amico's a good dude. I think he's a hell of a coach. That defense, we didn't really talk about the defense. They're well coached. Like they just play well. The, the young rushers playing well. They've hit so far. I don't know about Will out of the park, but they've hit it out of the park with their young draft picks. And Tank Dell's making plays at the end of the game when they're in the locker room and D'Amico's not thinking about it. I, he's just talking to his team and I felt connected to him. You know, like I felt like I was on that team listening to D'Amico talk and then he's about to break it down and the owner's like, hey, don't forget, you get a game ball, man. First win. And for a team that's played this well over the first couple games of the season at times, I was like, oh yeah, this is their first win. Um, and that's a good thing. You don't want your first win to be like, we've been waiting all year. You know, it's kind of a, they're, they're competitive and it's all about the head man. And I love seeing him, a guy that I played against and guys that I play with know him. Like Bo Allen talks about the way he used to get Bo lined up. It's fun to see guys our age winning. And it's fun to see D'Amico Ryans with that big smile on his face after the game. I'd play for him in a heartbeat. For me, I mean, anybody wearing turquoise this past weekend. Um, Whole team. Particularly A-Chain. Yeah. I mean, the stat line is out of a Madden game. Um, and then obviously they're down Jalen Waddle, but just the way they're able to stretch that field, spread out defense, Johnny Sins esque performance. They were. <laughs> Kyle, we all back, the whole thing. Though. All back to last week. About, <laughs> yeah, he was finding space, uh, Sarah J type space. Okay, okay. All right, so, uh, anyways. Uh, I got a game ball. Oh, can yeah, I get one? Yeah. I'm going to give one out to Haley Van Voris from Shenandoah yeah. University. Yeah. She's the first female non-kicker to play in the NCAA game, and she got a QB pressure and a hit. That's She's wild. serious, dude. Fire. You go, I was girl. looking at some of her tape. She's serious. Shout out to her. That is awesome. Yeah. It's lit. Yeah. I Did we it. miss anything, Nate? 
Um, we Hollow did no, viral we moment of is is this yeah viral yeah, moment it. of the week. We're gonna give it to the Jets, the angry Jets fan that his teeth. that lost halfway lost his dentures yelling at the Jets during the game and the crowd cam just. All the people in the stands, you can put the camera on. Uh-huh. <laughs> they picked him uh-huh. and got him. The f- <laughs> but I want to say shout out to him, and hopefully he can get a C-bond, um, a C-bond deal, which is a dentures, um, a dentures glue type of material. So hopefully C-bond can find him, reach out to him, get him set up so that he can scream at his team. Like, with, with no problems. Maybe he can get some real good veneers. You know, when I was at a wedding once, I was busting a move solo. People were watching me, and I did some maneuver, and my Invisalign fell out. <laughs> like, right there on the floor. <laughs> and then I had to scoop it up like it was part of the dance and finish the routine. It's and not false teeth, though. That's not just uh, That's just, like, barriers at a bowling alley. Yeah, you're right. But the false teeth, when they come out... That was just the poor guy. It's like going to an NFL game now is the most dangerous thing in the world because you could... If cameras everywhere, you could your worst moment can be caught on tape, or you can get your ass kicked uh, because there's a bunch of fights now, and I just I don't like them anymore. What was the movie about? Th- oh yeah. yeah, screenshotting your horny text. Yes, there's people getting horny. What was the uh, the movie Dennis the Menace? Mm-hmm. Yes. You remember a Dennis the Menace? <laughs> yes, the when chicklets. he replaced his his teeth with <laughs> chiclets, and he got in the mirror and he put the chiclets in his mouth and he smiled. He Dennis! did it. A- <laughs> Such a great movie. Was he cooking chicken one time and it was paint? paint. <laughs> the paint. Bro, bro, the chiclet, the chiclet thing. Yeah. It, poor guy. I just feel so bad for that gotta, guy. But I it didn't stop me from tweeting him. All right. Little Caesars, Monday night football teaser. Uh Eagles at Bucks uh and Rams at Bengals. I can't bring myself to bet. I mean I'm in on both of those. You're in on which side of them? I'm in on Eagles. And I'm in on Rams. Mm. I'm afraid you might be on the wrong side. Okay, I think <laughs> I, I think it's going to get announced that Joe Burrow's not going to play. I don't think he's going to play, and I think that I'm line's on the Rams. Gonna, I think that line's going to change uh, uh, a little bit. And Can that I also, happen? here's here's my biggest hope for the Bengals that because everybody's going to be on the Rams. Okay, the Bengals have run the ball well or have not run the ball well. Get the run game going. Okay, you can get the run game going on these guys. But also defensively, they'll man up. You know, like the, the, the Stafford's just been seeing zone. He's been seeing soft zone. He's just been picking it apart. I think this is going to be the biggest test for the, for the Rams so far. This Bengals defense is going to be up for this game. Now, I don't know how it goes, but I can't bring myself to bet the Rams here in this spot. Eagles and Bucks. I actually think this game could be a little bit tight, tighter than you want it to be. Five's a lot of points. Um, Baker's and- playing confident. The key is make the guy play left-handed, take away Mike Evans. We don't know what's going to happen with Bradbury, but Slay, you figure, is going to be a big part of it. And then, you know, like defensively, you've got this group that people have been hyping up, myself included. Go beat a top five, top ten offensive line when it comes to pressure rate and take Baker and Mike Evans out of the game. This could, this could be the week where people say, okay. We get it. Yeah, we we and hopefully it is. Hopefully it is. Uh, and and on the other side of things, I think you know picking up the blitz. I've said this a lot. Like Jalen's seen more blitz to start the season. And by the way, speaking of blitzes, Brian Flores' blitz percentage yesterday was like what seventy? Yeah, maybe more. I, it might have been more. I mean, the guy just wants to get home. 
And uh, Jalen's seen a lot of blitz. He saw it from Flo. He saw it in New England. He's going to see it against the Bucks, who did it to him in the wild card round a couple years ago. So <clears throat> I got the Eagles winning, but I'm nervous about the points. Uh, and I might bet the Bengals once the news breaks, whenever that's going to be. Totals 43.5 Rams, Bengals, Eagles, Bucks, 45. I actually might like the over there. Who could have thought that we would be going against each other tonight? Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. I like that. See what you did there. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> and I'm being told to wrap up whenever I'm ready. So um, that was awesome. Thanks to everyone in the chat hanging out. Thank you. Great comment. Thank you very much. Tell people about this show if you like it. Have them over next week, but open a laptop next to your laptop so we get the you know more clicks and that sort of thing. Because mm -hmm. this team, we care about clicks. Yeah, we yes. Do. Clicks. Because we don't get wins. Take care. Yeah, you're the tongue, I'm getting. I'm gonna bite you.